This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Comic Book Click at tpublic.com. Visit tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click to get exclusive one-of-a-kind merchandise including shirts, stickers, and phone cases all designed by us. Get your hands on the latest and greatest in comic book merchandise by going to tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. out there in comic book land my name is george serrano aka the don and if you're listening to this you could only be here for one reason and that's a brand new episode of the major issues podcast brought to you by comic book click and as always i'm never alone sir please introduce yourself my name is dan the comic book man ladies and gentlemen dan the comic book man is here in studio usually referred to as dan the comic book movie man but we decided to get literal is that true I'm just Literary? all around everything. I'm all around everything. I love the comics. I love the TV shows. I love the movies. I even love their scores. Well, you, like you said, beautiful scores, beautiful movies, beautiful television shows. But when it comes down to it, we like to talk about something a little bit special here um, as part of major issues. We like to talk about the source material. You know, the source material behind the best, the greatest uh, stories to come to comic books and inspire oh, this comic been an book media. Of Arrow. I would have loved to seen this as an episode um, of Arrow, man. <laughs> But uh, one of the most controversial stories to complete themselves in 2019 is a story called Heroes in Crisis, written by Tom King with art by, uh, damn, I read that written down, art by Clay Mann. Um, Clay Mann! Yes, this is, this is actually the duo that is doing Batman at the moment uh, to be ended at issue 85. Well, I do like how Batman is drawn by Clay Mann. The I, artist, I don't know, it feels yeah. really like retro to me for some reason. It's like, wow. I like the jaw structure on him. His nose is like pointed just right. Yeah, I like Clay's art, and um, we've we've already covered some of King's work by covering um, the Vision, which was amazing, and we're hoping to cover in the future uh, Mister Miracle coming up by Tom King. But it was this story in particular, a story that uh, branched across all of DC's universe, that we decided to tackle. Um, Heroes in Crisis, man. Heroes in Crisis. This was the story that was told to us to be uh, a dissection of the superhero genre. And uh, more importantly, it was supposed to show the effects of um, PTSD, you know, trauma on our superheroes um, and the importance of mental health. Uh, I guess off the top, what do you think about it, Dan? Oh, I love this. this. Did you love this story? This story. I, <laughs> I, it flowed really well while reading it. It was about like maybe like a two hour read. Yeah. But I was like, I was like trying to space it out and branch it out because I actually ended up reading this two weeks, three yes. weeks before we even covered this. Okay. So I wanted to still be able to like stay fresh. I still wanted to like watch some YouTube videos. But as, as the time went on, yeah, man, this was just a really all around, I would say dark, story <laughs> yeah. for a comic book like when you think of comic books you think of cheers and whimsicals and good defeating evil and, and superman and batman but this was just a really sad sad more story. definitely more shades of gray 
Um, oh, the, then, then you the have to look at it from all angles. You can't look at this just from one angle. Like you have to look at everybody's point of view well, through how this story went. That's exactly why uh, you're a part of this um, discussion here, Dan. Because I was able to read Heroes in Crisis issue to issue, which means I had to wait for the most part a month or two weeks in between each issue. Yeah. Um, that is the equivalent of watching a season of television with one episode oh, yeah, basically. and waiting every two weeks or a month for each episode. So you tend to forget certain things. You tend to remember certain things. You tend to have to go back and reread. So I have, um, I, me and you have differing opinions on different parts of this comic because of how it was ingested. And I think that that's important. I think that some of the people, uh, not to, you know, make too close of a comparison, but some of the people who were to, let's say, binge Game of Thrones as opposed to have watched it from the beginning may have different uh, opinions oh, that, yeah, on, that's, on that's how that's... You've seen it when people that have watched shows from the beginning to people that start and just binge it. They have a far more, like, grasp on the characters, so they feel more different things, or they and hate how things are resolved and how it ended. Also, when you binge something, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you tend to lose the sense of filler because you're just going along past. Yeah, you have no idea what filler really is. Like, to what everybody else would feel like filler is to you just feels like a newer episode. Another, like, another, like, I'm yeah. ready for this next episode, especially how the cliffhanger of the last episode was. You don't find out that it's a filler until maybe the ending of the episode. You're like, well, nothing really went on there. Right. There Whereas really... if you were to wait a month for that episode and then get it, and then and you're then like, oh my like, god, I waited a what, month, what why do I have to sit here? through, yeah, now I have right. to wait another month for this yeah. comic that, after the last one was just filler. I totally feel you on that. Yeah, because I think that, that issue six, issue seven six. was a lot of filler because it was characters that meant nothing. Yeah. Like, they were, it, you, you just saw those characters so that when the big things happen, you feel more even bad because it's like, wow, I actually spent some time reading this guy, like, Narc. Yeah, I, I like that guy, Narc. You know, like not paraphrase, not me. I, right, 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 I, thought, right, right, right. I thought all that so, stuff was boring. Like, yeah, I like the writing. Yeah, very existential. Yeah, but I just didn't care about a caveman just missing how it felt to be a caveman. I kind of got where they were going with that, but let's talk a little bit about the background of this story. How does a story like this end up being made? Um, the writer again, I said, was uh, Tom King, and Tom King is a former CIA pretty sure operative <laughs> like yeah, he's like a director like, or he's something. done something some big. of the some of the big stuff in the in the cia so um not only does he have a bunch of combat history and history with trauma unfortunately but um he had also lost his grandmother um uh and uh in his in, a, in probably one of the worst days he's ever had he lost his grandmother and he had a panic attack on that same day like a serious had to go to the hospital panic attack um, nothing makes you feel more human than a panic attack. Like, feel more mortal. Like, feel more, you know, like, if this body decides We've it wants to... We've all had our fishes yeah. of panic attacks. If this body decides it wants to, you know, kick me off like a bunky bronco, I'm, I'm, you know, it's gonna win. I'm not gonna, you know, uh, win that battle. So, you know, he, he, he dealt with his body betraying him, his mind betraying him, his emotions betraying him. Um, and, uh, that's where the idea of Heroes in Crisis was conceived because he had to go to therapy and he wanted to use what he learned in therapy inside of a DC comic. And so early on, there was rumblings of a story he wanted to write called Sanctuary. And the story was going to be called Sanctuary and it was going to deal with heroes dealing with... Um, I would have read that. Yeah. eating that up. Because I think it's important to tell a story like that. Yeah. You know, it's 80 years of comic books. When, hey, when have we ever seen a superhero going to therapy? 
I talking think, about what they've seen or how they feel, like that one kid that they couldn't save. Yeah, I think I think it's been um, like lightly glossed over, depending on which writer wants to take over, uh, you know, which character. But I think for the most part, like you say, we're just in a uh, in a time ripe for this kind of material right now. Uh, the the spotlight on mental health has never been as bright as it is now. The um, resources to get help have never been as accessible as as they are now. Um, and there's a lot more people, even, you know, celebrities coming forward and being like, I deal with this disorder or I've had, you know, uh, you know, this anxiety or this trauma laid upon me and I still deal with it. So we were getting more and more of this um, mirror shined up against society saying, you know, like the people that we used to push to the side and, and try to malign and try to, you know, uh, make judgment on like oh those people are crazy or those people are just cuckoo like all the weird derogatory stuff we say that in regards to mental health i feel like we're in a brighter space to tell a better story now well that's good um and that's what this that's what this uh was supposed to be mental Um, health cannot just be marginalized at the end of the day like if you need help get it i i have it yeah i'm not afraid to tell people that i'm i'm going through therapy i'm talking to someone i have been since the end of march and it's great it's 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 a big step though. It's a, it's definitely a big step to decide um, that you need help because I think I think initially before you decide you need help, you kind of lay a judgment on yourself, and that judgment is hard, right? It's to say I don't have full control of this situation. No one's more your worst enemy than yourself. But people don't like to admit that. People don't like to admit not having control over their situation, whether it's their emotions, their trauma. You know, um, their reactions, which is all built up into mental health. Um, and so Tom King, you know, puts his flag in the ground, tells them that he wants to write this story called Sanctuary. Uh, Dan Didio, who is uh, his editor in chief over at DC, um, who's been. People have not liked him <laughs> recently because, <laughs> because he has very divisive um, opinions about beloved characters. One of them. Um, one of the things that he gets against him is that people believe that he doesn't like sidekicks. And if you're reading this story, I mean, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the people who are dealt with, a lot of the people who are pushed to the side are sidekicks. So, you know, maybe maybe that's more telling than it actually is. But it was Dan Didio that decided to, to, call the, to add crisis to this title and create heroes in crisis. Where that becomes an issue is that... DC calls all of their multiverse level or just universe level threats crisis. So crisis on infinite earth was when they, uh, all the infinite universes, parallel universes were getting destroyed, leaving just one infinite crisis was when all of those universes got rebuilt. <laughs> uh, you know, and so it's, it's, it's world shaking, uh, stuff. Um, we dealt with final crisis, which was, you know, um, you know, dealing with Batman and Darkseid and, and all this madness, dealing with that stuff. And um, uh, Dark Knight's Metal was originally going to be called Dark Crisis because oh that deals God. with the entire I mean, If you got a formula, stick with it, I guess. That's what it usually is. The crisis is supposed to tell us that this is supposed to be a world-shattering, world-shattering event. event that's going to deal with all the players on the table. Oh, well, they didn't disappoint when it came to Heroes in Crisis. My issue is I feel like by calling it Crisis, it labels it as a DC Universe event. But in actuality, it's kind of a Wally West story. And if you would have named, if you would have had it just be a Wally West story. Wally it, West in Crisis. Probably, or Hero in Crisis or something. But I felt like I don't think we got heroes. 
I think the, the well, I guess the crisis the of depth, it was. Are, are we going towards spoilers, or are we still? We're, we're, we're not doing spoilers yet. But I, I do think that um, I saw a lot of heroes in crisis. That's all I know. I think that you could have took some heavy hitters and put them front and center. But I feel like the crisis that we felt were commercials that went on during the plot. True. You understand? Know so you're 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 getting you're getting therapeutic moments. You're getting sessions. You're getting confessions. But they're not, none of them are to serve the plot, and none of them are focused on long enough to decide what's going to happen because yourself, of them. These are two. Diff- these are two to three totally separate kinds of stories. Yes, you I have agree. Tom King's um, uh, sanctuary yes. with all these confessionals, and when you go back and to I the think house, that that's, and- I think that Tom King's confessional story is the therapy story. It's that's therapy. The it's redemption. That's sanctuary. You even you see need, Wally West help. is by, by by issue eight. When it has the when it has the whole big uh, controversial strike, yeah, you see there's a whole different other Wally West story compared to the little murder mystery yeah. Booster Gold Harley Quinn story that we were right. given, which is that as yeah. opposed to the Sanctuary, as opposed to Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman doing their own thing. There's like so yeah. many different overarching stories that trying to put them together, it started getting all like you're trying to put a square into a round peg, and it's and that's why I think that um, DC editorial Dan Didio um, probably messed around with this story too much. Um, initially, this story was supposed to be seven issues, so to get bumped up to nine, you're just putting things and you can in there. See, two of them right? were basically fillers. Um, beautiful artwork, but humongous splash pages with two word bubbles that don't move nothing. That don't that don't change nothing. There's a lot of nothing. word bubbles, and it's like, There's what is going on here with that? Um, I we spoke uh, a little bit off air about this, but even the idea of Booster and Harley as main characters, ridiculous. Tom King says, ridiculous. Uh, as as I've said many times before, and this is Tom King speaking, I don't pick the characters for my story. I give my plot to the editors, then the editors pick the characters for me. So I told them in the beginning, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be about one hero who's made a mistake, and it's going to be about the two heroes that get framed for that mistake. And they said, okay, it's Booster, Harley, and Wally. Those what? are the three characters. I don't, I don't get... Whoa. You literally grabbed three characters blindfolded. Yeah. Okay, I mean, separately, you can make a case for why each character can be part of it. But all three together as as a plot doesn't make sense. I am wholeheartedly, like, like honestly disappointed that Harley, who is made for this source material, who's made for this topic. She could have been perfect. Who's, yeah. Who can be both therapist and patient. Is literally is is I almost, I almost let my emotions get the better for me, but it's treated like a crazy person. She's treated straight up like a it's crazy, not person. Like crazy person. It's everybody was there was was convenient. Yeah. It was convenient that it was Booster Gold's very first day showing up when this all went down. It was convenient that Harley Quinn, who wasn't even supposed to be there, and AI through the window, an AI or, or a situation set up with you know Batman's tech and Superman's whatever. Um, that can that that knows the importance of deleting uh, sensitive information has open windows that anyone could just crawl into. No, I and I don't hang I out did not with Understand that part where that when, when, where he just literally went. I, I don't even know what kind of powers he used <laughs> to crack that. Oh yeah! Oh whole, my that's, yeah, that's god! A, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, so I think that even before it 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 came out 
heroes in crisis. I think that the story was muddled. I think it was messed with and it was muddled. Here's a solicitation. So this is what they put out in the, you know, for comic readers to buy this issue, for comic book stores to buy this issue. This is what they have put out. There's a new kind of crisis threatening the heroes of the DC universe, ripped from real-world headlines by CIA operative turned comics writer Tom King. How does a superhero handle PTSD? Welcome to Sanctuary, an ultra-secret hospital for superheroes who have been traumatized by crime-fighting and cosmic combat. But something goes inexplicably wrong when many patients wind up dead, uh, with two well-known operators as the prime suspects. Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. It's up to DC's Trinity of Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman to investigate. But can they get the job done in the face of overwhelming opposition? Well, we've got to find out. Uh, well, I don't, I don't first think... thing I got a problem with is it was it wasn't a hospital. It literally looked like the Ma and Pa Kent Ranch. Yes, and that ranch is actually modeled after Tom King's grandmother's house, the one that oh, that's passed beautiful. away. That's actually beautiful. Okay, yeah. so none of. What else is wrong is is the fact but, that but, but, but you have is... no Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman actually doing no, anything. Nope. nope. Anything. And, and I wouldn't say, get me, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but I wouldn't say that something inexplicably went wrong. No. Nothing went no. wrong with Sanctuary. Sanctuary did not flip out and kill people. Some somebody killed somebody. They're right about that. They found they found the bodies and they were like. This was a murder, and they're right about that. That's exactly what happened. It's not inexplainable. It was explained, and then it does get explained. So initially, by them saying that, it had a lot of people thinking that you caught a bunch of people. And that did happen. You caught a bunch of vulnerable heroes at the time where they're most vulnerable, and, you know, horrors befell them. But I don't think... I think that's a little bit misleading. I think that 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 in time it hit you guys initially. It was like a a school shooting equivalent in a comic book. Yes. So when you have promises like that, and then you deliver this, which is very real, and it's not something that should be trivialized or um just written about just to write about. And I know I would never accuse Tom King of doing that because I honestly believe reading some of his work, he's de- battled with these demons. And he's how come many, out alive. How many Mil- let, let's go by like if we're gonna narrow it down, let's go to military camps. How many military camps have had people flip out within their own ranks? And you, Man, you can't listen. count it. You but you you have you haven't <laughs> seen it, but you know it's it's a possibility. Even if it hasn't happened, it's still always possibility. It, so it, dropping during, something like this, I had an issue. I was uh, I this 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 story, this topic, all this stuff uh, rings near and dear to my heart because. I am a uh, veteran. I'm a combat veteran. I've been overseas twice. I worked in field artillery. Um, that that's that's what I did overseas. What is it about the military that rings true to comic books? Everybody in the military loves comic books, I guess. Uh, you know what it is? It's the, I think it's a sense of purpose. I think that people, as in, as in general, uh, need a sense. And I, I talk about this like the very basic human needs of of recognition, purpose, and meaning. The army gives to you. Uh, superhero comics give to you because it tells you keep doing well and and regardless of what happens you'll end up better happier on top um rest of their life doesn't do that rest of their life is like cheat people lie steal because most get, of the time get people one like, over you're not you're expected to get a prize for doing what you're exactly supposed to, like that's right. how yeah that's the yeah, mentality so f- reading about people doing their duty and doing their best and being selfless is very much in the military mindset because that's what we, you know, as a team. The and, few, the proud, and, the hungry. And it's not about our individual identities as more as, it, you know, is about the team and stuff like that. So I, I, um, I, I dealt with this. I dabbled in this. I understand 
uh, you know, what he's trying to go for and what he's trying to go with. And on the sh- on the shooter analogy, I was uh, stationed in Fort Hood, Texas. It's the biggest. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the biggest army base in the um, in the United States. For those who have been there, no, it's probably not great. It's hot, <laughs> you know. Um, it's huge, like I said. Uh, but that's where I was stationed in Fort Hood, Texas. I went on two tours overseas in 2009 and then 2011 to 12. I can't remember which one, but during one of my tours overseas was when um, General Hassan, or Major Hassan, I'm sorry, uh, shot up Fort Hood, Texas. He shot up the um, reception area for the soldiers getting back from overseas. That reception area was across the street from the building I lived in. So, and the, so the only reason why I wasn't in the danger area was because I was in the actual danger area in Iraq. I was overseas. I was more safe overseas with my gun on me than I was in America without my gun on, cause we're walking around. No one's walking around on a military base with weapons. All those are locked away for reasons like this. And then you have a situation like this happen. So I very much understand. And, and I know somebody who's lost in that, in that, uh, in that shooting and so i very much understand the 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 questions that come about and 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 um the assumptions one wants to make and and uh how you deal with this and uh, i think one of the biggest things about trauma uh and how we deal with it is we deal with it in the way that to us will ensure the trauma was won't exist again does that make sense no you're right. And so in a lot of ways, we can't stop that, right? I can't stop anybody from randomly picking up a gun and shooting people. So maybe my way of dealing with that trauma is learning how to shoot myself, you know? Or maybe my way of dealing with that trauma is going somewhere where there is no guns, you understand? But I have to ensure that this will never happen again. And so we're dealing with a bunch of heroes who have dealt with a bunch of trauma, a bunch of really hard-hitting and, and stuff. trauma hits you in all different ways. Nora from The Leftovers paid yeah. people to shoot her in the chest with a bulletproof vest think, on to deal with her trauma. Like, everybody deals with trauma I think in their on, own right. I think, honestly, um, The Leftovers is one of the best uh, examples of people dealing with trauma and how people deal with trauma. So if you guys haven't seen that, go ahead and check it out. But we even, on the episode we were dealing with Avengers Endgame, we were talking about how the different characters dealt with the snap as how they dealt Look with at trauma. Those therapies. That was one of the first movies that you see a superhero is going through therapy. Like we need to say, like talk Captain about America this. was. Yeah. Was he, oh my god, that stuff is just beautiful to watch because it's real. So maybe sometimes we do need to not just look for comic books for fantasy, but comic books for a more artistic approach of real life. Yeah, I mean, I, sometimes I want to see Superman sad and questioning himself. Not failing. No, I would I would never want to see a superhero fail because then that means even if it's fake, lives get lost. Yeah. And even in that kind of medium, you don't want to see lives get lost. It's also weird, right? Because somebody, a pragmatist, would tell you, well, that's what happens. But it, I don't really want that. No, like, we, I understand we already that know that that, that happens, so we don't need to see it in, in cartoons, of course. Yeah. But I would love to see Superman question his own self-worth. Yes. And I got that with these confessions. And, and another thing is I, with, you know, what I like about DC is they seem to have a, a more concise, overarching narrative. Like, usually what affects one affects them all. They all know each other's history. They all know each other for decades. Um, there's very few new characters that might be a problem in, in many ways, but in a lot of other ways, it makes everyone so entwined that everyone kind of knows each other's stuff. And so um, I, I felt like off the, off the rip, 
having a place like Sanctuary um, makes a lot of sense in general, you know. Uh, and Tom King went to San Diego Comic-Con setting up a, like a mock sanctuary where people were given robes and masks in, an, in anonymity. I'm and, telling you, man, and, those uh, masks was reminding me of the Sons of the Harpy of Game of Thrones. My Game of Thrones listeners, you guys know, look at that first issue with Batman and, and Wonder Woman Superman with the with, in the middle was the oh, guy I, with the robe. I have it on that. my... Uh, this is that's gonna be the, uh, the out, cover the art? artwork. Yeah, oh, the cover art, yeah. that's that's so perfect because that's my favorite cover art of reading this whole thing was those like three Trinity heroes and then in the middle you see the guy in the robe with the golden mask. Yeah, great, great cover, man. Clay Man is awesome for it's that. Good, it's good stuff. Um, what do, what do you think? Of, what do you think about the? I guess just the broad idea of a place like Sanctuary. No, much much needed because with places like Sanctuary you wouldn't have gotten Red Hood. Cause how did Red Hood you come up? You know what, man? I have him on my list. Cause I, I had actually off air to come up with a hero or a villain that you think Sanctuary is fit for. Oh yes, 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 yes. And Red Hood is, is right there for me, man. Cause like he's he's died. He doesn't really know why he's died. He doesn't really know what his mission is now that he's back. Um, he doesn't really know where he fits in with the Bat Family. Is he the dead one? You know. And my only uh, my my real only like besides like trying to read some of the Batman stuff to have him, but my first like real interpretation of Red Hood was the. Under the Red Hood movie, Which is so that whole Amazing. that whole conversation between Ra's Al Ghul is like we brought him back, but we didn't bring him back. He came back, changed. You see him like flipping out, ripping the, the all that those bandages off like, him. It was something about like not all of him or something like that, right? Yeah, it, it was great. But uh, let me see, uh, one hero, I guess I would put for that. I would get. I I would have to go with uh, if I would go with an X Men, and I'd, okay. prob- I'd probably go Cyclops. The reason right. why Cy- I would go Cyclops is because I feel like. All the weight and the responsibility that lies on his shoulders, he needs to talk about somebody other than Gene who can already read his mind and just tell him what he's going to want to hear. You can't have a telepath as a therapist. So I get ranting or getting off your chest to Gene, but I will, I think Cyclops definitely is one of those people that just need – not therapy, but just somebody to talk to. No, I really I really like that idea. Uh, I, I really do think that, that most people won't even think about that. Plus, add on the fact that he has a mutation, which makes him feel like other. And plus, how his... does he feel to never be able to see the world in anything other yeah. than rose-colored glasses? And you, I know you said earlier, like, well, you know, Gene could be his um, therapist or whatever, or or maybe not. Maybe he just needs to talk about Gene. In many cases, Gene's gone already, so he has to talk about that. He has to talk about the girlfriend that I had that tele- became a cosmic. Powers? Yeah, but I'm saying like, even that's, worse than that's a whole other thing. Nobody. Like, by the way, I, let me talk about the my you know cosmic girlfriend who blew up and you know like uh, was possessed by some cosmic a uh, god or whatever and exploded. Definitely there for Marvel. I got uh, Ben Riley, man. I think Ben Riley needs to take a sit at seat oh, at the old yes. chair. Yes, yes. Uh, clone of Peter Parker, you know. Uh, doesn't really know where he's going. Um, there's a there's a story called the Clone Conspiracy, in which a villain uh, is able to resurrect and kill Ben Riley over thirty times, and it literally just drives him absolutely up the wall. And uh, yeah, my man needs to take a seat in the chair. Uh, Martian Manhunter, sole survivor of Mars, bro, sole survivor of Mars. Yeah, uh, seen his entire planet, his people burn up in flames. Is here by literally by himself. Oh, has to internalize all his issues. Can have therapy sessions together to to see and to like bounce ideas off of each other of how it feels to be the last survivor of your planet that blew up. But you know what's the thing about that? And this is when it gets dicey, right? This is almost this almost gets too true to life because that conversation would go well until Marshall Manhunter was like, "Well, what about um, 
Super what about Car- Super Car- Car- Car or whatever? Yeah. yeah. And not only that, and I hate to bring up this level of uh, this can of worms, but Martian Manhunter and Superman, um, Martian Manhunter, unless he actively does something, can't pass as human. So he has to live with that alienness all day, every day. Whereas and Superman you, you need can a certain walk kind into of level eye. of concentration to yeah. like morph yourself into. The not only he... not only that, but imagine if you were only accepted outside of your house if you wore a hat. You would never the, feel like you mis- because you mystique would, thing. You would always feel like, oh, I got to put on my hat. Oh, they'll never accept me without this hat. And so Martian Manhunter has to make clothes and a cape. He doesn't. His real form doesn't look anything like what we see in like Justice League. He look. It's usually like this humongous, almost xenomorph style head, um, no clothes. Uh, but he does this to to fit in. And you got to think that that's having a, uh, a a toll on his psyche and the 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 soul load bearer of his entire culture like it, everything the language the culture everything is is lies in him if he doesn't spread it if he doesn't move it if he doesn't try to make a new mars you know zod it probably falls in that same category zod is the guy who who is, is always trying to make his race come back to life he definitely should sit in the chair for oh michael bit. shannon should definitely yeah. michael shannon zod is specific because i didn't feel that with terrence stamps zod it just felt like uh, here's another he like, just cocky like a cocky if we're going uh, over towards villains you know who needs to have a seat in that little chair and start confessing things magneto man yeah magneto yeah. needs to talk about some things yeah. he has some things to talk about um, as far as villains for me, man, I, I, I think of Harvey, bro. Harvey Dent, Aaron Eckhart, sit him in the chair because oh, his be idea of justice, his idea back. of duality, his idea of what's fair is, is skewed because of his personal, um, experiences. And it's the same way with us, right? Enough bad days from us and we'll never believe that the good day exists. No. And that's, and that's a I, lot that's of what, that's 100% they, true. That's a lot of what goes around with these heroes and stuff like that. Another one I could say is Riddler. Riddler? Riddler should sit. I think Riddler should should just sit down and question himself on why he feels he needs to be uh, so intellectually elaborate. superior to Batman. And so elaborate with everything. Yeah, like why does why does everything need a two plus two is what number because when you add one? Because the main thing is he wants his riddles to be solved. So there is something mental there where he, well, he wants has to prove to he's intellectually superior. But not but why su- not superior at least on the same page, right? Because he doesn't necessarily want them to go unsolved. Well, I always, that was always what, my like idea. Of, like, I guess Riddler it. for Batman, at least, or at least seem clever. At least seem like, like I stumped the greatest of the world's greatest detective, like stuff like that. I can see that. Um, Maybe Spider Man, even vet- Peter Parker. Yeah, a veteran of eight hundred million wars, get uh, Wolverine in that chair. Sit <sighs> Logan in there. That's, that I don't think there's enough money in the world to pay for that therapy session. Um, and I'm talking about Wolverine that remembers his past, or Wolverine that don't remember his past. Either one can sit down and and, and talk about that thing. Because uh, therapy is important. And, I mean, I, let's go on with it. Um, what is your overall uh, view, experience, uh, you know, look on as far as therapy is concerned? I'm in therapy now. Okay. I've, I'm in therapy. I, I go every two weeks. I talk to a lovely Dr. Kennedy. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so, sometimes I'll sit there in silence while he types on the computer. Like, it's usually at my own pace that I that I would feel to talk. Yeah. And it's still, it's still relatively new because I haven't been in therapy in – Probably almost eight years. Okay. Last time I went was ten. I'm not ten. I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. And it it helps in a very big way. Like you, like sometimes they don't they don't answer your questions. Sometimes you you ask them not to. Yeah. Sometimes you just say, Allison, I just need to just question myself. And if you have anything that can help me, you know, feel free to chime in. Right. And anybody that's feeling 
uh, like uh, that they're about to lose control of their emotions. Like the PTSD is just running rampant and they don't know what they're going to do next, but it's dangerous. Call the suicide hotline. From personal experience, I have called the suicide hotline before and it has worked. How is that experience? I mean, you don't um, have to get to it, details it's, if you don't it's want 20, to. Well, it doesn't matter. It was, it was years ago. So okay. it, it, it was like five years ago. It was, there, there, there's someone on the phone 24-7. doesn't matter what time it is because I actually called it at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. I was really drunk. I was, I was ready to just walk in front of a car at yeah. a green light. I was sitting down on the curb. And for some reason, a voice inside my head said, just call the suicide hotline. And I called. And I spoke to the person for about a good hour and a half. Yeah. And it really does calm things down. They're not telling you what to do. They're not directing you. They're just they're asking you things. Yeah. And the more they ask you questions and the more you answer it, the more you just start like, all right, now you're asking yourself those questions. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the things that we do that negatively impact how we affect, I mean, how we deal with drama, or not drama, trauma, um, is that we isolate ourselves. And I think being alone is the absolute worst thing you can do when you're dealing with Things that are outside of your control. No, you don't. You don't want to be alone when you're when you're feeling a, like that certain rage. Yes, and most people who've fallen in a sense of depression have have gotten to that point of like, I know something's up with me, but I don't really want to admit it, and, and I don't really want to seek help for it because um, it could, it should just go away, like a like a flu or something like that. And it and just ruins it ruins your days. Yeah, there's days where I would love to I would love to come over and just sit down with you. But it's on days where I'm just feeling like I don't want to just leave my my house. I just I don't care. It just does it. Depression is very sad. I, I know it sounds yeah. redundant, but no anybody <laughs> anybody that yeah. is stricken with any form of depression, it's something to take seriously because you don't know the capabilities of humans. You just know that humans are capable. Yes, at the end true. of the day, like I am very well within my power important. to do that's something. Very important yeah. as well, isn't it? No, it's true. Like you are very well within your power to harm yourself but you don't know if they are capable of harming themselves or not and i would never want to but that capableness i think is important for people to understand because in the same sense that you're capable to harm yourself i think you're also capable to get past this 100 and and it, 100%. It's, it's it's it sometimes takes talking to somebody else to realize that to to actualize what the issue is and, um because a lot of like i said if you're if you're not feeling it um a lot of what you're feeling can feel like you're the only person who's ever felt this way. That's, That's 100% a lot true. And that is so false. I want all of our listeners, all of our 3,000 listeners, you beautiful people that follow <laughs> us. I want you I to like understand you that you are not alone in any feeling. We are all the same. We all have, if we were, unless we're not born that way, we all have two ears. We all have two eyes and one nose. We get sad. We get angry. We get excited. We, we get have the same thoughts. We have the same emotions. We have the same love for things. The reason why we have so many of you listening to us is because you guys love the topics that we talk about. Yeah. We all feel this way. So I, I don't want to say it in a condescending way, but just get help. There's no other way to sound it where it doesn't sound like you're being mean to somebody. But and, just, it's not a, and it's not a big – like I understand people hear the words mental health and they just hear the words mental and they just, you know – they flip out. But mental health is literally just one's emotional, uh, psychological, and social well-being. How we think, feel, and act. It helps determine um, how we in, how we re- react to each other, how we handle stress, uh, relate to each other, and how we make choices. So if that's not on 
car, if that car, if you haven't been doing maintenance on that car and it decides to, it wants to run itself off the road, then you find yourself having to seek help. Then you find yourself having to go to, to see therapy. But there's a bunch of, now you hear more often the use of the words like mental health day. I'm going to take a mental health day. No, or, I think or, like June or July. Day. I think it's this month or it's, or sometime after this month is, is mental health awareness month. Yeah. And if, if you feel like you are alone, please give the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline a call. 1-800-273-8255. It's right there. You can look it up online. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put it in the show notes. I'm so, a, uh, that, that's sure perfect. That I'm a huge, huge advocate of talking to someone because people, we, I know it. We all feel like we can't talk to our friends and our family because we feel like a burden. So why don't you talk to someone that gets paid to listen to you? It's yeah. it's simple as that. Yeah, and these people understand what's going on. They understand um they understand that that we are not we're not different, man. We're just not. We're just when you strip us down to the, the bare roots, we all want the same things. Like I said, the basic human needs of recognition, purpose, and meaning. And if any one of those things uh, starts to get a little shaky and you can't affirm yourself in that. A lot of that is given to us by our family. Purpose, meaning, recognition. Uh, and when you stop getting those things from your family, that's when you first start to feel a little bit like what's going on. And then as you go into your adult life and you have to find those things either in yourself or in healthy you know, establishments, um, some people never find the ways to get those things. And then it's easy to then really get hard on yourself or really... Uh, kick yourself around when you don't feel uh, fulfilled. Find, find you don't your know family. That, yeah, you don't know how to get. You don't know how to get these things, and you don't know that you need them. You just know that something's missing, and that that's what it is. It, it's that uh, recognition, that purpose, and that meaning. And um, I don't blame people for not seeking help automatically because of the what I perceive, what I would like to call the past interpretations of mental health, the ones that mess things up, like crazy cuckoo all that kind of stuff right um, yeah especially people that say like therapy is for crazy people you know yeah. no pills are for crazy people no yeah. it's not I, sometimes I, we just need it yeah I, when i came back from the war i had trouble sleeping um i don't have flashbacks that's not my ptsd thing what my issue was is um they train you to just be hyper vigilant they train you at the drop of a hat to be ready to do anything whether that's fully wake up put on all your gear your weapon and walk out whether that's uh you know do math because you're about to do some a fire mission or shoot artillery rounds downrange you have to be ready at a drop of drop of a hat to do things and that was my issue was that i was always on i was always ready i was always looking around when i would get into groups of people i would get nervous because i can't assess everything that's going on if something were to go wrong i would blame myself for not knowing where the exits were or that that person looked dangerous or that, you know, I was constantly trying to assess every situation I was in and I, I, I had to seek therapy. I had to, uh, I had to I, go. I 100% feel you on with, that, uh, man. PTSD. And the uh, thing is with PTSD, there's more than 3 million U.S. cases a year. So that's not rare, man. That's not something that people are dealing with alone or they shouldn't have to be dealing with it alone. And it, it's a disorder in which a person has difficulty recovering after experiencing or witnessing a traumatic event. And that doesn't have to be war related. You know, uh, people experience traumatic events all oh, I've the had, time. I've, been, I've, ne- I've never been into the military, but I've been to military school. Yeah. And it took me a very long time to stop sleeping on guard. 
Yeah. Maybe not so hyper vigilant as ready to get up and do something, but more as I've had, hey, like, my girlfriend now, Jasmine, has complained in the past that I, like, if you move me while I sleep, I swing. Yeah. Because I'm, I was always in military school ready to have to fight anybody that's going to mess with you while you're asleep. Well, in and it general, still takes you a I... long time to not be sleeping as if you have to protect yourself. But you've you've also been on the survival tip a lot in your young in your young adult life. I yes. know that you went on your own for a bit and that's not easy and in that, that, that was even one of the worst the things too. I've been I've been robbed sleeping on the streets before. I've and I've woken up to my bags missing, things out of my pockets missing. That's so sleeping where I have to get ready to swing is not a pretty or the idea that you would wake up and just have have to deal with constant loss. Like or consequences in any sense. Be, yeah. Like, Oh, well, that's gone now. You know, like that dealing with that loss can't be easy. It makes you not want to have anything because after, then you, because you're scared after of losing a while, it. If I woke up with anything missing, I remember when I woke up and my Kindle was missing, I was just like, nah, whatever, I guess. Yeah. I, but it, stuff like that should suck and you need to talk about it with somebody. And I'm just going to keep being vocal about the fact that I hope <laughs> you guys go to talk to somebody because it's a very, it's a very soft, not trigger subject for me, but it's a very like, it's near and dear to my heart. Yes. And as someone that feels pain and feels traumatic events or feels just loss of any kind, I would hope that nobody else would want to feel the way I feel. Yeah. Um, and seek therapy. If you don't want to do the suicide hotline, if you, if you literally just want to just try to assess your mental health, talk to somebody because it provides emotional support by way of positive regard. Positive regard is incredibly important to just say, I'm a good person. I am not worthless and if you're looking for recognition purpose and meaning a therapist will give it to you yeah he'll that they will recognize that you're there and that you have problems because they will give you the positivity that you need when you're being negative when you're being so down on yourself and down a therapist will say well what do you do that you like and then you once you start getting the ball rolling on good things it's just a downhill (laughs) avalanche that or whatever you call it that that emotional support by way of positive regard is a life saver it's a life changer because when you're thinking in a negative headspace you tend to not think or think or question um yourself in in certain ways and so to take you out of that mindset and present questions to you that will then allow you to realize your own truths about things very very important and so you're um another thing is it's more than venting once a week it's more than just doing that eventually if you go to therapy long enough you and your therapist will come up with a plan whether that plan is to sleep longer uninterrupted because you constantly are waking up all the time whether that plan is to make sure that you don't verbally accost anybody because your anger has been flipping out all crazy lately and perfect example uh, of that is my therapist is helping my bum self get a job there you go he's giving he's giving me phone numbers and places to go that's right in my area and it's all about me having to find that courage to yes want to change and grow grow everybody has to find the courage to want to change and grow because at the end of the day, you are hope for yourself. Yeah. Because no one is going to do it for you. But allowing for the skill building, I think, is very important. And, and having, like, measurable goals and outcomes. You know, like you said. Well, I want to have a house. Well, first, to have a house, you need money. I need money, you need a job. And need a job, you need good a mental resume. health. Good mental health. Yeah. All that That's stuff. what so, I'm doing for So myself. let's work on the mental health. And then let's work on the resume. And then let's work on your interview skills. And then you're building these skills um, to be ready to tackle the problems that seemed insurmountable when you first came in to talk about them. 
They seemed like problems that did not have any viable solutions until you started speaking and creating a plan to solve them. And then all, all of a sudden, everything is possible now. And that's what's important is that capability, that ability to do stuff. And so um, a therapist should make sure that their patient is comfortable, has a support system. Uh, and I'm pretty sure your therapist spoke to you about that. I know that my therapist spoke to me about that. Like, who do you talk to when you're angry? Uh, who, oh, 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 you know, of course. Uh, he's, he's asking me, what do I say? When, how who's, do I feel when I'm angry? Who's, who's the person you can call, you know, and they're always going to pick up the phone? Like that, That's important, having a support system. But the most important is that when the patient is ready, that the patient faces their problem with a well-thought-out plan of action uh, that them and their therapist come up with. And that's what you were talking about. But you have to be ready for it. No one, no therapist will ever push you to do it. And ultimately, you will never be pushed to do it. But that also means that you need to find it in yourself to, to want to do it. Or else it just won't And you it. should always want to do it. As someone that's seen what it is like to live that bum life, that homeless life. Yeah. You don't. You want you want a you don't want to give up on yourself. You want a future for yourself. Yeah, you don't want to give you up on yourself. You want a future for yourself. I'll get real, real with you guys because I love all of my fans. Even if I don't know your names or know your faces, the fact that you're fans, I love all of you. And I will support each and every one of you. So trust me, as real as I can get is I've seen what it feels like to wake up to rain on your face and all of your clothes wet. And yeah. you want a future. And please get the future. Therapy uh, saw talks with Dan and George. <laughs> I think that um, I think that all those topics are, are 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 great. They're huge. They're heavy. But I don't think that they're necessarily dealt with the correct way. Because like we were speaking about earlier, a big part of the marketing for this Heroes in Crisis was not come see your your heroes in a different light. It was somebody's killed. Who's the killer? And I think when you do a sensationalized, a sensationalized headline like that or a sensationalized marketing, um, uh, I guess, marketing ploy like that, it, it cheapens almost the uh, emotions of anything because that's what you're telling people is the most important thing to remember. So that people were killed and who killed them. Um, ultimately, everything in this – so the, I feel like the first issue of this story sets up everything. Nothing, to, in my opinion, happens from issue two to issue seven. Issue eight is the confession of what's happened, and then issue nine is the resolution of what. Because I think what was it? Issue happened. like like five or six was when um now you have team ups of heroes that unlikely heroes to team up. But when you actually... think, but when you think about it, when those te- heroes and we'll talk about it in a bit do team up, nothing comes of it. Weren't they the one uh, on there? Well, they were there. They were there. They were, they were, there. They were there. They were there. Yeah, they're right. They were just there. But they nothing. Just... They didn't turn the tide. I mean, there's a moment where there's a conversation that's had where they're trying to be encouraging to somebody, and maybe you can argue that that turned the tide. But ultimately, they did not. You know, they they were not this well, huge. It was the same thing with the Trinity. It was just. Everything was happening around them. I think Trinity did them. even less. <laughs> the Trinity probably did even less. Because they, the, they they were still trying to figure out who's doing all the murders while everyone's just trying to figure out why am I being framed. Or, yeah. Well, no, because Harley, from introduction one, you get you, you see Harley and, and Booster fighting. Yeah. But from the but from like I'm what I'm remembering correctly, it was all you're getting is Harley is stopping Booster from doing something bad. And Harley's coming at Booster for something yeah, for, he's done, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it looks like – so off rip, I'm like, why is she – what is going on? Is she a good guy? What? It's just a weird this direction. My, yeah. my brain is like, what? Uh, uh, uh. It, it was just a weird uh, direction to take in general because um, 
I remember reading comics at the time and turning to the back. And in the back of the comics, you know how they have, like, this is the comic that's coming up. It'd be like, here are 20 miscellaneous characters. Two of them are going to be the killers in Heroes in Crisis. We won't tell you which ones, but speculate wildly as you can. And so it became this sensationalized thing of us trying to figure out who the killer is, not caring at all why the killer killed. And I think that 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 deserves this story, to be honest. Oh, but the kills that they introduced in that first issue are just so yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about the plot. And this is not going to be page by page. Um, I I made generalized um, summary synopsis synopsi. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, by each issue. Synopsis. Synopsis. Is synopsi a word? <laughs> it's just one of my favorite words now. If, it, if it's not a word, it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, okay, so in issue one, we get an introduction to San- Sanctuary, which, like you said, it, it looks like an old farmhouse, probably in-universe, the Kent house, but uh, it was actually drawn to be um, Tom King's grandmother's house. Uh, we get... We get the confessionals. My issues with the confessionals, I, I like the nine panels. I like how it's done, but I feel like they're a bit surface level. I feel like they're confessionals made by people who maybe are not, haven't read those characters in a while. So if they had to come up with something, it would well, be. Well, maybe he wrote that. the confessionals and they just put random. Oh, if he said it himself, I don't pick my characters, then I'm starting to believe that every character that was picked was just out of a hat. Just like, let's just put a bunch of random names in a hat and start picking. Um, I also feel like in a lot of ways, you probably could have just put the confessionals in their own tie-in book. You know, like well, sanctuary. That's the whole thing I was telling you about. There's a separate story. Sanctuary. Yeah, the, you could have had the sanctuary the, files. Yeah, yeah. Do the, like five. Do like a five issue miniseries of like main, like four or five characters. Have them do confessionals, and follow a story between each confessional. So instead of giving us nine, a whole page of nine panels. Yeah. Let's just go three panels with under it some action. The next page, another three panels under it some action. The next three pa- like show the backstory yeah. as well as what they're confessing to. So if let's say Booster Gold saved people from a burning building, but while saving a hundred people, he let one child die. Show him how he's feeling about the fact that I think I'm a superhero. I'm trying to be the greatest superhero you never heard of, but I can't even save someone that I never heard of. Like right. stuff like that. You know that's compelling. That's yeah, that's to your heart. And I, yeah, they, I think they were just trying to juggle way too much in here. Speaking of which, how did it come in? You, you, you're not um, fresh on the issue to issue with DC right now. No. Um, how did? Do you know why Booster Gold is at Sanctuary? Because uh, I think only... they were like alluding to it, like through his back. So I think they were, they were just kept talking about it, or he kept just bringing it up. Yeah. That uh, he, and then I know we've spoken about stuff off the air. Yeah. So basically, um, for those who don't know, if you've only read this story, Heroes in Crisis, which that's another issue I have with this. I feel like if you don't know Booster's story, you don't know Wally's story. I don't think that this story is enough to, to, to get. Well, Wally's story was easier to digest because I, I feel I feel well, even we've if also you don't had a know lot of comics, conversations about Wally's story. And I it's wonder like if, if you don't know comics, yeah. you have to know about at least the Flash stuff. That's even in memes and pop culture. But I don't think. If I gave this, if I recommended this comic, let's say tomorrow on any social media platform, and I said this is a good comic for PTSD, for the for the introspective, uh, you know, uh, introspective look at at PTSD, I don't think that they would get the Wally situation. I don't think. No, you you're you're right. You understand? I don't think they would understand. And the booster one would be even further 
Because Booster's whole situation is Batman's on issue like 80 now. In issue 50, he got married. The issues prior to 50, like 40 up, they were talk. It was getting ready for the wedding. And so to give Batman a gift, he went back in time and saved his parents. But in saving his parents, he created this screwed timeline where Batman ends up training him to the Batcave and leaving him there for like, I don't know, two years or something like that. And so he literally becomes well, a prisoner of like, war. If you, if you kill, if you if you go back in time and save his parents from dying, don't you kill the the alter ego of Batman? Wasn't there was no Batman, but there was a cave or some sort of place to. Well, I mean, I guess lock that cave away. was always there, but yeah. there there wouldn't be a Batman. There'd nah, be Bruce Wayne, that, but there yeah. would never be a man that needed to make sure that no one ever feels that fear no, of an eight year old boy in an alleyway. It's weird. He brought he saved the lives, and then Batman. Um, then uh, Batman locks him in there because he literally becomes a prisoner of war. Very few food, very few light, very few human contact. Grows a beard, goes crazy. Uh, starts to see blood on his visor that there isn't. And that was in the in that comic. Remember, he's like, yeah. I see it, but I kind of don't see it. It's like it's there, but it's not there. And that's that's him. That was him going crazy. But none of that's in this. We're supposed to just understand that he's... No, yeah, they're, 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 for... it was really much of a yada yada Yeah. Booster Gold. Like, he's just... He showed... Like, especially when you open the story and it's just him sitting in a coffee shop like, I've seen some things. I've seen a lot of things. I'm a hero. And... That's gonna be a villain. Yeah. Guess we're gonna fight now. And it's just very weird. You have uh, Booster and Harley. Harley stabs Booster and they accuse each other of the Sanctuary Massacre. Um, and we're in... Be- this is my issue. And I know you said you liked it. But in between this is happening... We're getting the Trinity showing up at the murder scene, but yeah, I don't. This is all coming in, in, I feel like it breaks up the flow too much. So you'll have like Harley stab Booster, and then you have two pages of Batman talking to Superman, and then you have Harley and Booster in the air flying around doing some nonsense, and then you have one issue. Well, of that's Superman just pacing that you you st- you see in your standard like action movie. Like yeah. it, when you want to build that suspense and build that tension, it's like let's show two minutes of punching, kicking, punching, kicking, and then cut back to more politic talks and but stuff. But this would also be happening in the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Remember, this is the first <sighs> issue. Damn. So, so we don't have any established any establishment to know that we're going to something else and then well, maybe back. that's maybe that is like that's why I love being here because I could find you know I could find gold and rough spun shit. So <laughs> right, it it maybe that is what PTSD is in a sense. Maybe that is how just trauma hits you. Like, it, God forbid, any when someone when someone loses a family member, mm-hmm. there unless you were there in the hospital and uh, you don't know that your fan you think your family member's all right and everything's dandy and then what, next thing you know you're getting a call from your mother like your great aunt pearl passed away not pearl you know it's stuff like that happens like emotions hit you at a drop of a hat it's random and it hits hard yes so yeah when you're jumping into the first issue of the story and it's booster gold and harley quinn fighting in a diner while uh, while batman superman and wonder woman are are confirming murders yeah, like, ho- holy crap. It just, okay, let's do this. What do you think in that moment where they both accused each other? Who do you think did it? Honestly, I don't think I, I, I you knew. You were still waiting for the rest of the I story knew that, I knew none of them did it. Okay. I just didn't know what was going down. But as, but I, there was just something, I guess, since you can't see emotion, unless you're like watching a movie and you can't see the emoting, you have to trust the words and use your imagination of how a person would say those words in context. Yes. I believed Harley Quinn. Okay. I believed she was scared. Okay. I believe she felt like, holy crap, he just killed everybody, but he's a hero. He could so easily blame me. I'm the only one left alive. This and this is not going to be good for me. And you sh- and it showed that that she just didn't want to be blamed for this. 
And she knew that was going to happen. Another thing is, now looking forward, we hardly had staked interest in this. Because when Superman goes to confirm the bodies, and as we find out later, uh, you know, Superman gets there first. He confirms Blue Jay's dead, Hotspot is dead. Blue Jay's being oh, that is a, that was by Ravens. I, I remember laughing like, what is going on right now? This guy's I didn't even being notice until the second time I read it that that was a hero being ripped apart. Um, Hotspot, it's getting hot. What is it? Uh, he has a catchphrase. Uh, it's time to get hotter. Something like that. Oh, <laughs> flame on. Sorry, that Wait, com- no, wrong property. Commander Steel, Poison Ivy. So this hair going into this diner is immediate revenge just for Ivy because he she believes that uh, Booster's killed Hot Ivy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Her her one of her things was. Ivy. Yeah. Ivy, Ivy, Ivy. So Wally West uh, is also among the victims. Arsenal, Nyark, Nark, and a bunch of others. The G is silent. We also see this, like, uh, we see a bunch of the robots, the AI that has been set, set up here because it's supposed to be like Batman's, not like Batman's intelligence, Superman's technology, right? It's Kryptonian technology. Kryptonian technology. With, with, with Wayne Enterprise funding and stuff like that. And yeah, and then like Wonder Woman's compassion or something like that. It's supposed to be like a trinity of this this sanctuary is supposed to represent their their core beliefs and the the, the best parts about sugar, them. spice, and everything nice. Oh, that. <laughs> so, but you see the puddlers are dead crime scene, which are, the they killed. Puddlers are dead. They killed uh, the robot mom and pa can't. They're bleeding blue blood all over the place, and then that blue blood is robot blood is being smeared. The puddlers are dead. Uh, Batman says, "Look, you see, we try to get redemption, but now we're finding out that we're just gonna go hunt for justice as always, and it's confirmed that all the sanctuary files are immediately deleted afterwards." Uh, and so we get into issue two where the Trinity is on Harley's trail. Because, like I said, they both figured out, they both saying that each other's di- died. And now they just are going to, Booster's going to go in one direction. Harley's going to go in another because neither one thinks that they've done it. But they think each other's done it, <laughs> if that yeah. makes any sense. And so the Trinity is on Harley's trail because of gag teeth they found inside Commander My Steel's God. throat. Yeah, they, oh, oh uh, I can't wait uh, for yes. you to flip out. Oh, it's going to happen. Um... Yeah, so Harley goes to Penguin for help while the Trinity do an autopsy on Commander Steel and they find the gag teeth in his throat, which is a calling card of Joker or Harley. Um, Superman accuses Batman of not only saving the Sanctuary Files, right? He's like, you have to have saved them. He's like, no, I didn't. He's like, you, yes, you have. No, I didn't. And he's like, yes, you did. You're the same guy that have kryptonite in his belt. He's like, I no, don't I'm have not. kryptonite no, in my belt. He's like, no, I don't. And so uh, he denies it all. Um and they search for Harley, their first suspect, because now they have the teeth. Can we just bring? I don't know if you're if you're going to bring it up because if it means anything big, but can we just bring up the fact that Batman is such a lying asshole? Well, the thing is, I don't I don't think regular Batman is. I don't know why Tom King is going back to this well of you can't trust Batman again. It's like I, I like, don't have kryptonite in my pocket. Oh, but then you find out he did have kryptonite in his pocket. It's but like, in, but in most stories, the resolution to that is Superman going. You know what? If there's anyone to have kryptonite or a kryptonite bullet, I want it to be you because if push comes to shove and I go crazy, I'd want you to put me down. No, that's that's fine. That, that's no. usually how that ends. But but why lie about it? But then what? I get why lie about it, but I'm going a step higher and going why write a Batman who lies about it? Well, the, yeah, Batman no, doesn't no, have that, to lie about that's it. That's what I'm. I'm yeah, we're basically yeah, yeah, saying yeah, the yeah, same thing is yeah. why make him lie about it if yeah. we all know in our mind that Superman gave Batman that that kryptonite bullet to say, listen, if I ever go crazy, just put me down. He doesn't need to lie that it's not in his... We all know that he has kryptonite in his utility belt. That's just common knowledge at this yeah. point. So- and, Cl- and Clark was all hurt. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, so they're going to seek out Harley at the Iceberg Lounge, but Harley already knows they're coming. So she said she set out a trap, uh, knowing that Trinity's on her trail. They arrive. She grabs one of the woman's lasso, forces Batman, uh, uses it to force Batman to take out Kryptonite he has in his belt, which then weakens Superman, and then she just gets away. And when the woman does nothing, she does nothing to stop her. She doesn't go to strike her. She doesn't go to jump at her. Nothing. I was like, that's like a girl's thing. Like, was she just kind of like letting her pass or what? And then you have freaking um, Superman hurting Batman's feelings by saying Harley's as skilled as him. And Batman's like, she's not as. And then they, they change the subject. Uh, but he's just hurt that Batman lied about the kryptonite. So he's just trying to dig the knife even deeper into Batman. But what do you think don't about... Don't trust Batman trope. It's always, man. I don't love trust your Batman writing. Trope. I love this man's show notes, man. But what what do you feel about Harley besting the entire trinity of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in well, seconds? Uh, uh, in, um, I no mean, powers. Still I mean, got no powers. They've never given... The, well, and didn't she know, just never, come but... from a fight with Booster Gold that yeah. she basically fell from the sky and stuff? Yes. Yep. All that's happened. All of that has happened. That is me. comic book so convenience for you. People are, are, are angry... And um, I wanted to see whether or not as a new reader you felt that that was odd at all. I did. And I did not like it. Uh, did it make sense to you? No. No, no, not not at all. There is no way that Harley Quinn was besting Batman, Superman, and, Trinity, and, and Wonder Woman. Not in the three of them together. Not one-on-one. Maybe she would get a leg up for a second. But she just came from a fight with Booster Gold. So, no. There's no possible way that she just did all of that. And she's still on the loose. And then, oh, God. I mean, as much as I love this this comic book, but there's a lot the, of convenience and, in it. There's and a also, lot of convenience. I also feel, and this is, this is not a commentary on just this issue. This is a commentary on the entire comic. The Trinity should know better, and the Trinity should be better. They are the Trinity. They, they are the no, biggest. They had no chemistry. They had like no connection. Yeah, I, unless you guys, uh, I, I guess I haven't explicitly explained, but the Trinity is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. They had their own comic called the Trinity. They are the the leaders of all leaders of all. When it comes down to the DC universe, they are who you aspire to be. They're your inspiration. Your they're hope. literally the creators of Sanctuary. Like they're they're shown to be the pillars of of society. Like the the absolute. Uh, you know, untouchables in that sense. But Harley Quinn just comes and does it. And on occasion, with Deadpool, they'll say something like, "He's so unpredictable that you that there's no, no way." No, to- something like that would explain. Like, like if if there was ever a, a universe crossing where you have uh, DC and Marvel versing each other again, and you put Deadpool versus Amazo, Deadpool will, will whoop Amazo's butt real yeah. quick. But it's also, but he also has a healing factor, and he's also, you know, like. He's a shot, a hell of a shot. Like there's a bunch of other aspects. Harley like Quinn is from. just a therapist. At the end of the day, yes, she knows how to fight, but does she really know how to fight, or does she just know how to kill or swing a mallet and a hammer or a baseball bat or whatever she uses for a for a weapon nowadays? Like yeah, right? she doesn't just, just street fighting is not trained martial arts. At she, the end of the day, she got Batman. He knows every martial art. She just got him, and then Superman just got got, and then Wonder Woman just stood there. Like that's not the Trinity I know. I don't. I don't. I mean, but again, if you have to bend the rules to tell your narrative, I guess that's what you're gonna do. And yeah, but I, I how mean, you could have used anyone else. That could have been any other three people that come to stop them. It could have been an, literally any it, other three people. You know, that's the thing. Send three Doom Patrollers was. down there to go for, try to stop Harley, and then she does this, and no one questions it. Everyone's like, "Oh wow." 
Okay, that makes Harley sense. Harley best of the Doom Patrol. Yeah, like, but come on. Come which, on. Which is, again, a, a bit of a leap, but it's not Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. I mean, is it, is it TV's Doom Patrol? Because I think those that season one Doom Patrol would probably get bested by Harley Quinn. Maybe. Perhaps. Mayhaps. May- uh, I love it. Mayhaps. <laughs> Mayhaps. Uh, let's talk about Booster, though. Booster and Booster Skeets. is one of my favorite. Booster is, at the end of the day, if we're not talking about the cliche main seven DC characters, my favorite side superhero is Booster Gold. I fell in love with Booster Gold in Justice League Unlimited when it was an episode where it, there was this big... Earth attack and all the Justice League members have something to do and Batman gives Booster Gold crowd control. Oh, isn't that the one where he saves the whole world by himself? Yeah, he basically saves the world and nobody knows. knows. Nobody, everybody credited the Justice League. And And when finally someone went to give him credit, it was a little girl who said, who thought he was Green Lantern. Sorry, <laughs> that's pretty. Damn no, funny. it was. It's, no, I think they did it three times. Or uh, someone funny. came up to him for an autograph, and they said, "Hey, Green Lantern, can I have your autograph?" He's like, "I'm not Green Lantern." Poor guy. Yeah, he had his little robot with him. The robot was awesome. And it, it was. It's great. And that that episode perfectly showcases the tagline: "I'm the greatest superhero you never heard of." Yeah, because it's true. So when you told me that this story, the, a main character of the story, was going to be Booster Gold. I was down for it. When you explained to me who Booster Gold's, how Booster Gold's backstory was for this newer DC, mm-hmm. I felt even more like, damn, they're really doing him like that. And now to be framed, to th- like what? Yeah, terrible. I think it's terrible. At, well, especially in that first issue where you just see him drinking coffee and he's like, "Well, I knew this was gonna happen, so let's just fight anyways. Let's get it over." Hey, Carol, your uh, diner's about to be broken. Like, that's so messed up. I think so. I think it's a lot. I think um, it's weird that he was chosen for this. It's weird that Harley was chosen for this. Like I said, again, Harley has medical training. And she's fallen because of trauma. Like, she would be the perfect person to center this around. Not to have her be a whodunit you know, that's kind the, of That's person. the perfect thing. Is Why couldn't Harley be the one who has the PTSD? Yeah. Why couldn't Harley ha- give us a nice little mini issue before this whole Heroes in Crisis of Harley trying to change, trying to be better, trying to be a hero, just like they did in that Batman least, animated episode? Or at least understand her trauma, try to figure it out. Where's the where's it where's the bottom of it? G- give us know? a give us a backstory that you haven't given us in twenty years, and tell us why all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a, a woman with a freaking PhD is gonna fall under Stockholm syndrome to a clown. Yeah, you just. You gave us a, a character. You gave us a character backstory with no real character backstory. So mm. give us something. And, and it showed that Harley was trying to be a hero, especially in this. It showed she was trying to be at least do something good. Yeah. Try and stop a crime. Try and solve the the mystery or whatever. No, she knew what but, she uh, saw. But, but all of it. But a lot, I don't think she was trying to solve the mystery. I think she was just no, going to get revenge. No, she saw. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she revenge. saw it was yeah. Booster. So it was. She was trying. At the end of the day, she was trying to do something that, even if it looks askew, it's still good in a sense. Yes, but altruism is still something that can be seen as a skewed. Mm-mm-mm. And you know, Thanos was uh, very altruistic. This is true. Um, but Booster is nothing without Skeets, his little robot friend, and they reunite. And Booster wants to solve the mystery, uh, so he goes to the Flash for help. Who, when finding out about Wally, punches him in dead in the face. Uh, Harley is running from the plot, but tosses a flower off a bridge in memory of. Um, 
Ivy, one of the she's victims. She's running from the plot. I feel like in this entire story, she's running from the plot. Whereas Booster's trying to find out who the murderer is. Uh, but Lois gets a mysterious scoop from on Sanctuary, including all of their confessional files. That's how that issue ends. Lois is also, again, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, drawn unreasonably sexy. Oh my god, this is what the hot- is with this, this is the Lois hottest Lane Lois Lane in, in history. Book. The hot pens yo. in the mouth. Uh her t-shirt. hair's all like 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 falling Cleavage. between her eyes. I'm like, what's going on? Little here? nightgown and with, with and chilling with Superman. Also, can we just talk about how the fact of a Pulitzer Prize winning doesn't uh, know how a writer to spell. doesn't know how to spell? But I think that's a running joke with Lois Lane though. I think she just always does. I think they they say that in um the movie. I think Margot Kidder has an issue where she Put like riot with two T's or something like that. Yeah, Lois is just or put the 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 O before the I and or the I before the O in riot. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's, when you get to issue three, you're just seeing Booster, Wally, and Lagoon Boy's experiences at Sanctuary. That's it. So you see Booster talking to himself with the therapy. Yep. Uh, where he's dealing with the Batman stuff. You see Wally. Uh, like I've been here for a week. I've been here for two weeks. You see Lagoon Boy. Um. Is reliving, reliving a moment when he got shot in, in one of the Titans issues. He got shot with like a laser thing. And so he keeps, he keeps getting that. shot with that laser. But t- then he's stabbed at one point. In one of the recreations, he's stabbed. And then you see from Booster's POV, you see Harley hit Wally with a hammer. And that's how now we understand why Booster thinks Wally did it. Harley, Harley did it, I'm sorry. Because he saw Harley do it. That's all issue three. I just summed it up in, in two sentences. No, basically, you're not wrong. Issue it's four, a filler issue. Issue four. Batman and Flash have their two different suspects. Flash thinks it is definitely um, Booster because he just saw Booster. And Booster, he found out that Wally's dead. And Booster came up to him talking about all kinds of craziness. Batman thinks it's Harley because he found the teeth in the throat. Uh, Booster gets interrogated by Wonder Woman, who we find out uses the lasso of truth. But that can't be permissible in court because as long as you believe... That you didn't do it, then you can tell that is your truth. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> you know what, I'm you know what, what? That that's what happened. No, they I said, know, I know. Yeah, they were like, uh, it doesn't matter if they use the the thing on me because they could just be like, that's my truth, and that it's true that that's my truth. Which is, I like, mean, it's oh, it's not okay. wrong in a sense. It's just, damn, that's so far of a stretch. It's like. How many years has Wonder Woman been using the lasso of truth? She never With once suspected. Yeah, by the way. Well, are they? Do they believe that they believe? Yes, like, yes. You've never once asked that another... question. I get that it's probably a question that should have been asked, but it's just like now you're asking these questions to push the plot forward. And like I said in one of the other issues, I think when I was talking about Spider-Man um, Home, or Far From Home, once you start answering questions, all you do is create more questions. Because you start going, well, what about anyone it's else? The, it's the blip that, problem. Yeah. Because yep. it's like, come on. There's no way that they got snapped out from a from a high school game in all of their, their like band outfit basketball clothes. And then five years later, they show up at the same school the same day as an actual basketball game. And just poof, right in their positions. Like, oh, God. Stop. Stop. Trying to answer questions that's just going to ask more questions. I then I then have a trouble with this. Even though I think that the art is absolutely amazing. We see uh, Batgirl track down and bond with Harley. Perceivably over the trauma that the Joker has caused them. Because Batgirl was shot and rendered handicapped uh, in Killing Joke. And then she became Oracle in the wheelchair. So that's one of her big... And then they just yada yada how and she, then got she got back up back on her feet. Kind of, sort of. And so, they just don't understand 
handed capable people at all, do they? But they don't understand characterization because he starts to say, like, I don't want people to see you how Batman sees me, a product of his failure to capture the Joker, a pitiful, broken, scared little girl. I don't think Bruce sees her like that. No, not in, not in any way. So why would she feel that he sees? Maybe that's a, maybe that's a, that's a side a, effect there, of, there's a, of... There's a lot. The thing about this whole confessional thing and, and heroes having PTSD and feeling the weight or feeling like actual humans. Yeah. Yeah. We've never seen these in the in the decades of their established characters. And it's not like you couldn't tell these stories. It's just like, why now all of a sudden are we telling these stories? Well, what they try to do to, to rectify what you're talking about is they try to pick the biggest, brightest moments that you remember. Not brightest, but like most highlighted moments that you remember. So every for the most part, everyone knows that Barbara Gordon was shot as Batgirl. And so you can always bring that up and everyone's going to understand what you mean. The same way you could bring up Jason Todd is dead. But there's so much that's happened in between those things that you would have almost gotten a cookie so had you picked something else. characters to talk about these. Arsenal is a heroin addict. Yeah. Give me those confessions. But they kill him. He's dead. They yeah. killed him. And he spoke about how being a hero sometimes just means getting that off the couch. Like it was really cool. The, yeah. That one you never count the, how many oh people you God. save. Because that's not what it's about. That was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite confessionals. Because yeah. it's also because that's not what the business is. You yeah. don't get into this business for the recognition. You get into this business for the meaning, for the purpose. So I was like, damn, that was, that was really good. So I didn't, I didn't like that, but I guess you can bond. So they both decided they're going to find Booster. Uh, Blue Beetle busts Booster out of prison using the bug. Yeah, I didn't even know that this like bromance existed. Oh, but they're boys. Yo, yeah. it is. I'm I, like straight it? up. I love it. You like it? I they are love boys, it. They, yeah. I didn't need. I don't need no actual backstory. I don't need to read no comic, no yeah. see no nothing. They're called like Blue and Gold because Blue Beetle, Booster, Gold. The, the, the fact that within those couple of like either issues or panels that they were together, how their chemistry looked, I believed it. Yeah. 100% I believe that they have an established history. Hell, I think issue four is uh, – the cover is them sitting on a couch with pizza and beer. Yeah, just hanging out. That That is comic. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's awesome. I always like when they allude to their bigger history. It makes you curious and want to jump in. No, it really did make me curious. Like, wow, now I want to read a Blue and Gold comic. Yeah. Because I want to see – They were talking about a Blue and Gold movie at one point. I, I, I don't want to see them save anybody. I just want to see them – on the on the road to saving yeah, somebody, yeah, I want to yeah. see them interact while day to day. Yeah, like I, I want to see them eating pizza after they just saved the world. Like, see what that conversation is like. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Blue Beetle bust Booster out of prison. Basically, bros before heroes. Bros, be- that's right. Bros before <laughs> heroes. Uh, Superman tells the Trinity that Lois has just made all the information public. Um, uh, that's when he's like, "You corn fed." I'm like, "Batman!" Like again, like why is everybody getting so? Yeah, three can handle this in house. Yeah, acting like I just met each other. Like that yeah, panel yeah. was great though. When when it was when Superman was like, uh, what was it? it? Was Superman that was punching the penny, or was it Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman punched the penny, knocked it over, and, and then the yeah, and Batman's like, uh, "You saw that happen, and you didn't and you try could, and yeah. you, you know you could have stopped that, right? You really couldn't have stopped that. Yeah, I remember. That. And then and then it was like Lois is about to unleash all of uh, all of our stuff. He's like, uh, "Well, I guess I better hide the the giant hey, dinosaur." Oh, wait, yes. no, you know what? I think I might want to punch the dinosaur myself. Like, those kinds of conversations of, damn, did we just fail? Yeah, I kind of think we just failed. But they, those... they're also, when you, you, know, you think about it in the scope of the story, they're so far from what is happening. Like, they're so far from the culprits. They're so far from the suspects. They're far from everything. They're literally just arguing oh, and about on, the, on the other end of the On the other end of it, it's like, well, I guess 
yes, we put so much responsibility and pressure on them to be this trinity that when when they do seemingly fail or when they are seemingly ten steps behind even the reader, uh-huh. it looks like oh are no are they really yeah, like that's supposed to be fast and stronger than yeah me. yeah you know but <laughs> like, but do? that's real that's real life sometimes especially the way sanctuaries like you know crisis happened you can't predict stuff like that you can't and, and when and when it comes down to where you have now three different sides to a story where flash thinks it's one person batman thinks it's another superman doesn't care because everybody's private life is about to be distributed yeah everybody has a certain like thing that they're that they have to be prepared for yes so i i understand on on both ends of it i understand that people don't want to see our heroes seemingly look like they're not being heroes but it's like at the you don't want them unaffected but you don't want them unaffective yes yes 100 yeah. percent. i want to see them affected by it but not ineffective to the plot yes um backer harley try to find booster to figure everything out and booster and uh, Blue Beetle are still at large at the end of issue 4. Issue 5, Booster's plan is to find the Flash using Ted's help, knowing Barry would have already amassed a lot of evidence, knock him out, and take the evidence and solve it himself. A plan so dumb that it has to work, and it does. Batgirl tricks Batman into letting her get access to Booster. Well, that Boosters. just reminds me of, of Master of the Skies. Random reference of the week, Matt. It's like, it's so hey, crazy. He's like, 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 that, like, that, like, that, what was the line? That plan is so crazy. Yeah. So crazy, it just might work. Yeah. I love that crazy line. Crazy enough to work. Um, Batman tricks Batman into letting her get access to Booster's robot skeets, saying she has better equipment at her place to find where he's hiding. That turns out to be a lie, and she uses Harley and violence to get skeets to give up Booster's location, something Batman couldn't find. How do you feel about that? They're just going to beat Yo, Booster okay, with no, a no. bat. From, I mean, the, from, with a bat. <laughs> from the very first panel that showed Batman on a crime scene... I said, this is not my Batman. Okay. As much as I love Tom King's stories and his writing and the way people talk, yeah. and as much as I love the art design and the drawing, this is not my Batman. Okay. I'm very afraid to actually pick up the Tom King Batman series. I told what the, was it about, the group, What is it about what you saw? He's not the world's greatest detective here. He kind of sort of ain't. He's not, exactly. He's <laughs> he not the world's ain't, greatest man. detective here. He's, yeah. he's pretty much... I don't want to say rookie, but more like he lost his flame. But it's also it's also this. But he still maintains a level of bravado that makes him unlikable. Because you, no, I get this you is being an a unlikable dick. Batman too. Yeah, I get you being a dick if you're the smartest person in the world. Because we're at least gonna get results. You're a dick, but we get results. But when you're a dick we're, and you're dumb, yeah, you're not. Like, I'm not you're no, not bringing anything to the table here. I was actually more interested in reading all, all about everybody else than I was about Batman and Wonder Woman, especially because I'm like he decipher anything. No, because he said that the AI was well, the fact is every time it records a video, it it, it it deletes it. It gets broken in so many different pieces, pieces that that, that not one. It would yeah. take like millions of years for one man to yeah. to decipher it all. But it was just the fact that they made them useless. Now I wouldn't say that Superman was was useless because if you want to go by how his powers are and who the big blue Boy Scout is, yeah, yeah he seemed pretty useless. But see, <laughs> right. but but seeing Superman in a more like talking it out type of a uh, type of role yeah i kind of really did like it yeah. like that whole conversation with him and lois about you know this isn't right or what's right and about the lead and stuff yeah and even his little um the the, the speech he made on the news oh i love that speech that is my that's my favorite part of this whole story and that but that also feels like it takes place in a different comic that like that feel feels like it takes it place goes in back the to the them. fact that this is yeah. five different stories all thrown to try and make one 
story. This is the DCE. This is the DCMU or whatever they call it, the EU, the DC Extended Universe, the movie world that we're seeing. Yeah. The, the, this is the Zack Snyder's and, and the, the, the Joss Whedon scripts that we're getting. This isn't the superheroes that I know that I've read about or that I've seen on cartoons and movies before. When you're not the world's greatest detective, when you're just letting villains get away, when you're not being who I know you to be, you're not my superhero. You're not my Batman. Aww. This is not my Batman in, in 100% of the way. And it's sad to say. It's so sad to say that I felt more annoyed reading about the Trinity than I was reading about these random superheroes. Booster Gold and fucking Harley and stuff. Well, I mean, I love Booster and Harley 100%. So there's that. It's just my 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 main gripe was a lot of these inconsequential backstories. Okay, like the random you mean the random confessions? Yeah, but at no no no, it's not the confessionals. It's the at seeing Lagoon Boy or Narc's backstory, stuff like that was just like, okay, God, let, can we just like, you know, move it along? But in the grand scheme of things, I felt like that stuff was more entertaining than watching our our Trinity fail. You're not wrong. Because even though it was Narc in a danger room on top of a mammoth or by a fire pit, he was still having a lot of existential dread that I felt. Yeah. Like, I felt that way. It's like, I, like, I missed being able to just bonk a, a boar on the head and cut it open and put it over a fire pit. Like, so, the, what, what I get from that, right? Because that, that takes place in a lot of, like I said, issue six. We get a lot of nar- uh, narcs stuff. Um, and I feel like what they were trying to express with that is the idea of, like, when you're a soldier, all you have to think about is survival. Like, everything else is taken care of for, for you. They get you your, you know, you know where you live. You don't ever have to worry about what you're wearing because you bring your uniform. They give you food. And so you literally do, all you have do to do it is right. It's entertaining as hell. Yeah, all you have to do in the military is your, the mission, which is why when some people get removed from the military, not having the mission depresses them because everything else was always taken care of for them. Narc always had to do is worry about survival. So once survival was taken care of him, he was bored of the world because that's the only thing that he ever wanted, he ever needed to do. And I, I get that from a from a soldier's perspective, but um, after they. Uh, Batgirl find Batgirl and Harley use Booster to find. I mean, sorry, use Skeets to find Booster. In the meantime, Booster is using Barry's evidence to deduce that Wally's body is five days older. This was something that not only he found out, but Barry and Batman both were unable to find out. Barry being not the world's my fastest Batman. Ba- Barry being one of the world's fastest men, men, and a forensic scientist. And Batman being, uh, you know, the world's How are you scientist. a forensic scientist and you can't tell that the body is of not decayed? Of your sidekick. But I know that that should add more emphasis, and it does. It's just even the little bit of emphasis of the fact of how can you not tell as a forensic scientist that of all the bodies that you did a coroner's of, you didn't find out that one of them was actually decayed five days later. Yeah, five days older, yeah. I don't know. You can see the skin cells, and when it decays, it's like, wow, wait a minute, this started turning black, and this is only blue. Well, that, that's our first inkling that something's up, and so we are we're ready in issue six for a, for everything to get bust open. But issue six is another filler issue. We get a lot of narc talking. We oh, say- I th- I told you guys straight up in, in um major issues in the group chat. Once I got to issue six, I was like, yeah, this is straight filler. We see things from Harley's POV. We find out that she snuck into Sanctuary to be with Ivy, who was seeking help. And together, they attack a fake Joker as a method of therapy. Um, then a bunch of alarms go off. And when she goes, uh, she sees what she believes to be Booster killing Wally. And that's the end of issue six. So issue seven, uh, 
Booster and Harley, Harley fight because they just got there with Batgirl, whatever. And um, Batgirl and Blue Beetle just watch. Batgirl finds out that Booster's shield is tied to Blue Beetle's um, self. I mean, Blue Beetle's conscience, Ted Kord's conscience. So she knocks him out, allowing Harley to get the upper hand. Harley has the opportunity to kill Booster, but chooses not to. And the four discuss the dead body, the dead Wally body situation. Poison Ivy comes back from the dead. Then we get issue eight, which is the crux of this entire story. Before we get into issue eight, let me give you a little bit of background on Wally West. Um, at this point, Wally West was the Wally West uh, was a character introduced as Kid Flash. He was the um, the uh, little brother, the nephew of Iris West. Uh, so Wally West um, ends up getting the powers the same way that Barry does by um, electric, or oh, sorry, thunderbolts, and um, getting into some forensic science chemicals. So Wally is the Kid Flash. He's Flash's sidekick for many years. Um, Barry Allen dies in Crisis on Infinite Earths, and from when Barry Allen's death is, occurs in 1986 to 2009, for 23 years, Wally was the Flash. He was the Flash on the Justice League cartoon. That was, was the, the Flash, Flash I grew in up the with, comics. Yeah. Wally West. Um, in 2011, Barry Allen goes to try to save his mom, creating the Flashpoint universe, and then he goes to try to change that. But that little wrinkle of things changing which we end up finding out is Dr. Manhattan actually messing with time, erases Wally from... There was a panel, I think. I thought that, was that a real panel? I saw, like, Wally running so fast, like, he, like, oh, one of the Flashes was running so fast, like, basically disintegrated himself, like, running that into... Was, the... um, that was uh, Barry. I thought Barry dies in Crisis on Infinite Earths. So that, oh, that yeah. was that, that, that yeah. was one of you my, just, they hands down, basically. I would tattoo that on my body because <laughs> it's you very, just, it's very, you, yeah. it was touching because you see him running so fast, he's just disintegrating into a lightning bolt. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and so, yeah, so the, all of New 52 from 2011 to 2006, a five year comic That was Manhattan, book, yeah. There's, there's no, but there's also no Wally West. There's a Wallace West who is the, uh, who ends up being a sibling of, um, Iris is who's an African American young boy, as opposed to being the redheaded man. Is that Wally, the Wally West. West that's on the Flash TV? It's, that's d- it's to- still it's still even different than that Wally West, uh, but yeah, basically, and and you know, uh, long story short, but yeah, he's a race for five years. So when DC creates Rebirth, the first issue of DC Rebirth, the first issue to tell us that we're that things are coming back to normal, because a lot of people were upset with. New 52 thinking that they went too edgy and too dark with things. And that that was one lost... of my things that I actually liked about New 52. Like, the little bit that I read about New 52, I kind of liked the booster stuff. I kind of liked the heart, like, reading Harley in a new light, kind of. Oh, yeah. Harley's run in, in that's actually pretty good. But, yeah, you, you're, we're dealing with um, a character who represented a lot of the hope and a lot of the good-naturedness of DC Comics. And when when he wasn't in the New 52, and when the New 52 went, went the way that it went, people saw characters as Wally West as the reason why it was so dark. Like we needed, we need to go back to characters like Wally West. The fact that you would even erase him is disgusting. And so we bring Wally West back, and there's this beautiful moment of Wally and Barry hugging as Wally's being pulled out of the Speed Force for the first time in half a decade. And um, it's a beautiful moment. It's 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 the hallmark moment of that first issue. It's what the entire issue is about. Wally West being brought back. The hope is brought back. It's a real meta way to bring back, like, yeah. He's he's literally and artistically the the, the, the hope, yeah. the hope, yeah. Like, not only is he hope for DC, but DC. But after that happens, Wally starts to uh, exhibit a bunch of weird things. Like, he starts to have like speed seizures. Where he so they were writing him to have like this 
sort of giving breadcrumbs to PTSD before right. even King picked it up. He would see continuity that didn't exist randomly. Like Cyborg would look like how he looked before New Fifty Two, and he would understand oh, why. That's that's kind of sick. Yeah, I, I, that and would so, that would freak me out. Yeah, if, but if they I don't touch like on that. any of that here. They touch on none of that here, which would have been cool. But no, because uh, this doesn't. This isn't a story that had no. characters before the story. You need yeah. to have a story based on characters. You can't have characters based on a on random story, story. Based on the story, yeah. And so, um, in the events of Flash War, in dealing with all this stuff, he decides he's going to break the Speed Force and free his family. And Barry tries to stop him. They accidentally break the Force barrier, which creates a whole lineage of uh, a myriad of issues that they have to deal with down the line. But ultimately, it depresses Wally that he could never go back and save his family because he would create a Flashpoint-like universe. And that's not something that he wants to do. So, um, he goes to Sanctuary. After they break this force barrier and everything like that, after he realizes he can't get his family back, after all the speed seizures, they bring him to Sanctuary. And so then we get the events of issue 8, where Wally is end up being revealed as a killer. Because we're shown Wally having trouble dealing with his lost family and the trauma that came with it. So many <laughs> questions. But let me see if I can exp- the best I can explain this, and then you tell me if you have any more questions after the fact. Uh, so... Wally not only believes himself to be broken, but he believes Sanctuary to be an elaborate host, elaborate hoax created by the Justice League to keep him occupied because he's dangerous. That's a crazy ass thought. But I, we're led to believe that Wally West is not right in the mind. So I guess you, that's a, a thing to jump into. To prove that he is, is the only one that's really here and to prove that no one has, is hurt as much as him, he, uh, breaks like the ai or breaks into it that is what pissed me off that's what because that's blatant 13 reasons why type bullshit that this that this <laughs> that the last half of this comic book exhibits it it's the does. victim it's the victim blaming it, it's the i'm gonna make myself a victim how are how who are you to say that anybody else's trauma isn't as great as yours just because it's not the like same yours. As yours yeah just the same as yours yeah just just because I I oh my I I don't want to get into the graphic nature of different people's traumas, but you know, the letter A is still the first letter of the alphabet, so it's still going to be number one. A and one are the same thing. Yeah. Even if one is a letter and one is a number. Yes. You you that's like, the same value. Yeah. You can't say that your trauma is far greater than than everybody else's trauma just because you're seeing things that aren't there or you were brought back and now you're made this beacon of hope okay i get the responsibility is too much for you to bear i get that but you have people that are literally saying i put on this comic that this costume because my mother died yeah. and and this was my last this was like her wish to see me there was there was a confessional i can't remember whose confession it was but it, it i fell in love with it because there, he was like I put on this suit to make my mother proud, but my mother's dead and she could never see me in this suit. So now I can't make her proud. So I'm just trying to make her ghost proud. It was some sort of... I remember that vaguely, but I can't remember who it was. It was was touching. You are in no way better than or worse off than anybody else that came to that sanctuary. Oh, I can't find anybody is as hurt as me. Oh, I I remember going on my way to your house. I was re like, I was reading it on uh, walking to the train. Like, yo, this is kind of, this is kind of dickish. This is kind of, but but we, but we talked about that, you know, when we, when we were talking about, um, 
when we were discussing the idea of going to seek help, sometimes that this is something that people think about. Like, oh, you know, I have no one to talk to because no one has it as bad as I do. And But you know, you don't act out on it, though. That's a thought you have, and maybe you might seclude yourself. But I would think then, uh, pouring over dozens of confessionals by heroes, each dealing with their own struggles, I would think in that moment he would feel like he was part of something. Because he felt alone, right? That was the whole... That's what we were supposed to be left to You're 100% right. It's just everything he... Everything they made him... They wrote him to do after the fact was just like... You're... I get subverting expectations, but you literally just sweep the leg on every fan you have. Yeah, they they, they pulled a uh, Ryan Johnson? <laughs> no, they, they pulled the old Ryan Johnson on us. Like, the holy old, hell. Not only is he revealed to be the killer... But now in your head as a reader, you have to go back and think of how each and every person was found dead. Yes. He did that. But another thing, up until this issue, we are trying to put together clues that will get us nowhere. Because they're meant to get us nowhere. Because why he set them up to get us nowhere. So six, seven issues up until this point of clues that don't go anywhere. That we would have never ever come to the conclusion of of eight without eight. which Which makes a lot of this... Feel like it it's have inconsequential, been a, a, a to be honest story. with you. Yeah, I didn't want to say inconsequential, but yes, you're but right. But <laughs> it, 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 I'll be the one to say it. I'm sorry, guys, but uh, everything that happened in, Cri- in Heroes in Crisis at the end of the day was inconsequential. Well, besides the people besides who are death, dead. besides death, <laughs> because that was that that's gonna stay in continuity. As well, I'm I'm understanding correctly from you that staying in con- that those people are gonna be dead. Captain Steel and Blue Jay and a Hot Spotter. <laughs> they're all they're, all your favorites, Dan, are dead right, now. All my favorites. How are, are gone. you gonna read a comic now without uh, Blue Jay? I I I, I have no idea how I'm gonna get through not being able to read a Captain Steel comic. It's um, so we Commander have... Steel. So I don't even know his name. That's how much <laughs> I love him. He's actually on Legends of Tomorrow. Is he? Yeah, he's on it's Legends of Tomorrow. Jesus. Um, but yeah. So overcome with emotion, he runs out of Sanctuary, and his powers overload, uh, killing residents of Sanctuary that are coming out of the place, hoping to fix his mistake and buy time. Quote unquote, fix his both. mistake. They're hoping to do both: fix the mistake and buy time. Uh, Wally makes the incident look like a planned murder spree, frames both both Booster and Harley for the crime, well enough to trick Batman and, again, Barry Allen, the forensic scientist. Um, he also manipulates the virtual reality to make Booster think that Harley did it. And Harley think that Booster did it. So, framing them might be bad. Really shitty. Making them also think that the other person that did was it. that was what it Very was. Shitty. He messed with well, he messed with that that danger room sequence thing. Yeah, like, uh, with both of them. Yep. So that when they each walked out, all they saw was the other person killing somebody. Yeah. yeah. Well, they yeah, hardly saw Booster killing Wally. Wally, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, Wally. Well, what, it was. I know Wally was the one that got was killed, but it was Harley that saw Booster killing Wally, or was it? No, it was, both. It was Booster. They, saw, they, they each both saw, saw them them killing Wally though. It, it was Booster was shooting something out of his like gauntlet and um, Wally Harley, like Harley hit him with like a hammer with or whatever. A hammer, yeah. Oh, right, right then and there is your red flag that um, I think somebody uh, might have uh, been the framer. Both killed Wally. Yeah, they couldn't have <laughs> both killed Wally. That's a little bit too incon- That's a little too convenient for it. But Wait, but it's all right. Dan, he got the perfect plan. He goes forward in time, finds and kills himself, brings that body back, so he can be considered a victim and not a suspect. 
but the worst part it's is genius. <laughs> the worst part is is he goes he goes back in time to kill like, to snap the neck of a flash. No, he goes forward. No, no, sorry, time, yeah, he goes forward flash, in time five days, grabs the flash, snaps his neck to put him there, and then he sits where that other where the flash he killed is gonna be. Yes. so that the behind him flash is gonna come snap. Him there. Yes. But it's, oh my loop. god! An loop. It's, it's an exactly endless loop of Wally getting his neck snapped. Oh but my god! Then he snitches. He records a confession of the crime. Uh, reveals his secret identity, sending all of that and all the sanctuary files to Lois Lane, creating a repetitive loop. I'm sorry, the bullshitting of, more, of, of all bullshit is the fact that he really w- used his speed force to unlock every single decrypted piece, piece of, of that data for the confession. That like, is the bullshit of It would take bullshit. a regular man a million years. It would take the fastest man, man alive, alive 15 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Or something like that, like I'm one like, point. All right, like, buddy. No, but where are you going to get the data for he, what? How he are ran you? into the internet? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happens. Uh, d- does your speed force uh, directly have like an entrance to the, 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 the World Wide Web or something? Like where did you go My to get that data? My thing is all of this is to buy, buy time to so that he can so he can expose Sanctuary. But, but what are you exposing Sanctuary yeah, they, for? He's exposing Sanctuary like if they're a bad place. And I don't understand that. that uh, oh, God. This is not my Wally. This is not my anybody. This Who is this? What is this? I think I was thinking the issue before this is when they do the Superman speech, which we'll get into. Because Superman, once everything comes out that uh, Sanctuary exists, Superman has to speak on behalf of Sanctuary as somebody who knew about Sanctuary. And I think that that's important. Uh, no, it's, to, one, to it's 100% important for, for humans to understand, hey, but we also need someone to talk about too. Yeah. You know, like, like, come on, like, think of it. Every time that Lois or Jimmy Olsen is ringing that that Superman buzzer for them to be saved. Yeah. How many people just died in somewhere else? Right. How many people can? How many people can you save in a day? Honestly, even if you're the fastest man alive, or you're Superman and you fly fast, how many people can you logically save in a day? And it would have been really cool to hear him talk about that. It would have been really cool to hear him dissect. All of that, but wouldn't we don't. it have been really cool for us to get something more <laughs> compelling? And, and it would have been really cool instead, wouldn't of, it? instead of a whodunit. But yeah, while he's doing, he's he, in his mind, he's doing the best thing he could, which is telling everybody, hey, look, see, they're all screwed up. My man fed Blue Jay to the birds. I don't want to hear it. He stuffed, he stuffed, he killed him, and then what, shrunk him? No, they look like he, he oh, was already he dead when he was being eaten, right? Yeah. So I think he just, I think he shrunk him, he shrunk him and just threw him. Do you understand? Do you understand? And he just threw him. And then took toy teeth and put him inside Commander Steel's throat, stabbed, I guess, Lagoon Boy so he could look like he didn't get electrocuted. I don't know, man. It's serial killer stuff, bro. And then he planted his body next to Arsenal. How low can you go, guys? Guys, how low can you write? Literally. literally. That was Uh, so wrong. So this is the the, the, the scintillating climax. Booster, Batgirl, and Blue Beetle and Harley arrive, trying of to save Harley's people, life because they figure it out. Of all people, it's Batgirl, Harley, Booster, and Blue Beetle in a four-man team-up to yeah. for four, four, I, to, four. To, because they figured out the Wally situation. Kind of, they figured out half of it. Once they get there, they do they deduce the rest of it that he's dealing with something that he didn't mean to do it. That he's a victim of his own trauma, but he is the murderer. It's it's the little boy. It, it's literally the little child that knocks over the vase. And it's so afraid to get in trouble that they throw a sh- he throws his father's shoe in the dog pit, and just so it looks like the dog got out and and broke everything. Like, how are you gonna blame the dog when you do something bad? Exactly. That's a little. He's it's, a little child that blamed the dog for doing something bad. The dog ate my homework. The dog ate my homework. The dog ate my friends. <laughs> Blue Beetle devises a plan. 
I like your plan about taking five-day-old Wally, but let's take five-day-old Wally. Let's clone him. Take the clone back to where the bodies are. And now that he's dead, you don't die. So there's no loot. And everybody's like, cool. So another thing I have to say is that uh, people are like, oh, if he can go back in time, why don't he just go back in time and uh, fix everything? He's scared he's going to create another Flashpoint. They said it like 18 times. I don't think it would happen, but that's what they're saying would happen. We're too close well, I mean, to that, know what that, life would that be like. I can put a, realist, like a realistic but, but logic my, to it. Here's my problem. How would you know that? Causality. Because, but the thing is, causality would allow you to think that any change is the change that happened. Because, but that's what we've, o- we've always been led to believe with time travel. Not just in comic books, even in movies, even in actual science. That if you were to go back in time and... Put and, and like kill a butterfly. Yeah, you could seemingly undo the entire world. Like that's always been that. There's yeah. consequences of changing time. I so guess, I understand. I guess my issue is I feel like um, the reason why we understand the ramifications of Flashpoint is because we lived in the 20 years of its existence. If you live to be, I mean, you're gonna live forever. But if you, yeah. you know, like, uh, let's say. Let's say um, you go back in time 10 years and you change something in your life, right? And then you come forward in time 10 years. Anything that's changed, you would have a perception that that was a change that happened because of the change that you made. Yeah. But let's say right now as you're recording with me, Dan comes in from 10 years ago, right? And moves the table two feet and then goes, okay, and then leaves. You can't perceive that anything's changed. You won't know that you've created a, a now a different timeline from the timeline that he is from. You don't you don't know that You're because right. you don't have any concept of what was supposed to happen. But so you don't know what, what the deviation you, is. What if within those that that two feet that he moved the table? Yeah. Not just like you're saying, we don't know that something bad can go happen. Yeah. What if I stub my toe and, and break my toe? Like what if I but what, what if, if you I were meant to break your, what, you, what if you were meant to break your toe as opposed to kind of brushing it? So that broken toe is now uh, like breaking my toe is something that leads to an event in the future that needs to happen. Right. So my ten years came back. It's like okay, you have to break your toe. So here, let me just. But move you don't know t- any of that, so it would just seem like what happens. So Wally kills everybody. He does the thing with the bodies, and so then and wrong. then look, and then he confesses. He would have created. An, oh no, my fault. He goes and saves everybody. He kills everybody, saves everybody. Everything that happens from that point on is just time. It's not a new timeline. It's literally just how it's the it's same line. Going, it's the same time because line. we haven't moved since everyone died. We haven't seen what happens as a result. We don't know for what, everything. We don't know what the consequences would be of those specific heroes dying. Die. So you don't know that maybe it hasn't it, been ten years of wow. I can't believe ten years ago that happened. What if we changed that? What would the future be? We don't know. We're not even ten days from the events of this, so we don't know what. It's still humongous. all around in the same what two three days. Which only is went, you only seen night like twice. Which is why I don't think that the that the repercussions would be as big, because you're changing yeah. something that happened yeah, three days yeah, ago, yeah, you're, you're, as opposed you're right. to changing something that happened ten years ago. That ripples effects go through everything. But and who knows? Maybe you were, maybe you were supposed to go back in time and save everybody. Yeah. And now the now the the big flashpoint paradox is the fact that you let these people just die. Yeah, that's true. Mom, yeah. One of my uh, one of my favorite versions of great power comes with great responsibility will always come from Martin Sheen. And it's, if you have the ability to do something, you have a moral obligation <laughs> to do those things. It's true. I don't know why I love that line so much, but it's just true. If you can do something, you have a moral obligation to do it. 
You have a responsibility to yourself if you have a talent, if you can speak to people, if you can draw amazingly, if you can write great, if you know how to save a life, build a gun, cure cancer, do it. Do it. Yeah. Just do it. Nike shoes. Responsibility. Always. Uh, Yeah, so they do that. They swap everything. They a future ba- future Wadi gets to grow up. The time group the time group is broken. Wadi's arrested. The, they talk about how trauma is about running with the problems, not running away from the problems. Yeah, but how, how long is he gonna be arrested for? What are they gonna do with that? Like I don't I I just don't. Before we get into the the nitty gritty of what we didn't like, let's talk about what we did like. I like the case file covers. Did you see those? The, the the alternate covers that were case files, so it was like oh you see like the Batman death of Superman, yeah, the Batman, Batman bro, I because they were Superman. variants of of original yeah of classic comic uh, covers yeah and so the idea Beautiful. the idea that they, these would be in their files because yes these are traumatic events where was this 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 looks like the cover of what, what we were talking about what would eventually or should have been the sanctuary files would have been these covers the the confessionals. I hope Tom King eventually gets his sanctuary story. I truly hope he gets it because from seeing, from picking and choosing from what you can get of what is sanctuary, yeah, it's awesome work. Seeing he like once again, just like I brought it up before, seeing heroes do these confessionals when two three panels while you're getting a flashback of action and stuff is uh-huh. compelling to me. It's stuff that just works in every way. Now I tr- truly and everything the things I love just like how yeah what you wrote the the art design the the confessionals Man, I, yeah. I love that stuff uh, Clay Mann's drawings were fantastic I really like Batgirl's outfit in this oh it's yeah it's like this weird yeah it's like this weird half and half of like the blue and gray but the, also the, the black and gold it, I'm it always really gonna cool. be privy to the perp to the purple with the black and with the little That's black lines I, that is 100% yeah. my people favorite people dig that people do really do dig that I, the best Batgirl I've ever seen in my entire life and until the future happens the best Batgirl that, uh, that will ever be is Aunt Batman animated series yeah. that is my ba- that's my Batgirl as, as opposed to the Oracle Ooh, she was all black though right I could have sworn she had the purple That's I thought she had the purple with the gold um, belt yeah, with the gold belt, she had like Perhaps. the. Well, you see like black around some yeah, somewhere yeah, around the ears, yeah. Yeah, like stuff like that. That is a perfect, perfect minute Batgirl. I loved it. Uh, Superman speech, definitely. Oh yeah, I'll get into Superman speech in a bit. Um, yeah, I like the art. I like the uses of DC's overarching continuity, like the idea that a lot of these events have taken place over decades, and people all they have to do is touch on them for you to understand what they're talking about. Like, they're no, that like, was very, like, I felt like the, the getting, catching up with a lot of these heroes, yeah. it was very, was done in a way that I don't need to read about them to understand them. So here's the good part. If you have a surface level knowledge of these heroes, they do surface level analysis, surface level confessions. But if you've been reading, so that's my problem. You won't get the full extent of Heroes in Crisis unless you've been reading DC. Because of, like I said about the booster, knowing what, why Booster's there, knowing why Wally's there. But, then they treat every other character as if you don't know them, which is refreshing if you haven't been reading. But if you have been reading, it's just a retread. Also, that see, that's why I liked it. Right, I don't have the the retread that feeling that right, you so do. I'm like, what, I don't know who these we're characters going are. With this. Yeah. So each confessional, I had I had to actually look up because it says their names at the top of like each so, confessional. Like so I had like <laughs> Don, like Donna Troy. I have oh, no Donna idea. Donna Troy is hilarious. But her confessional was one of the best confessions of the entire series. Her confessional is about the idea that I think her, I, have it, I have it here. Yeah, her confessional is about the idea. It's it's incredibly meta, which you probably don't know. 
But Donna Troy is one of the most continuity-ridden uh, characters, like bad continuity-ridden characters in the history of DC Comics, where her character has had at least three or four different origins, all different, all crazy. And so what she's talking about in her uh, thing is like, did the city of Troy even exist? Yeah, like no one people... knows it's real, and no one, it, no one knows is if it's real. But it seems like it could be real. And look at the last, the last, uh, the last, the panel. What does she say? Maybe it's just a mistake, a confu- a, a confusion, a confusion between two old storytellers who got it mixed up. You get it? Maybe so it never was there in the first place. That's yeah. talking about her because they're constantly changing her origin to suit whatever. And so, in many ways, people still don't have a grasp on that character because she has no foundation. They have no place to place her, place to put her, except for the Titans. And that's that was meta on her, and I like that. I, I like those confessionals. Um, my Batman favorite... with the like, I I take kids in, I train them, but is it enough and all that? Or or, or every Robin not knowing their oh, own yeah. identity, but each having an identity. Was there any that you you that spoke to you as in like I felt this way before? Oh, um, Arsenal's. 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 Was that the ones the drugs? Yeah. Yeah, it was it because uh, it, it just it. I've had my fair share of, of bad experiences in life, so to just read someone that literally came out of like my own head mm-hmm. was very relatable, and that's why I like these confessionals because I felt like each and every one of them in their own right was relatable to me, because we all felt like we've had no purpose. We yeah. all felt like we're not real. We all felt like, well, did this really happen? Or did I? Or was or I just so just kind of laughing at me? Yeah, yeah you, you know, like it. We've had, we've felt that way. Hell, yeah. even I don't know my own origin. Who knows? Who knows how I came to be? Maybe I, maybe I ran into you at a stopping shop one day, and we just started talking. Maybe I met you in the park. Who knows? All I know is that I love this story. <laughs> That's all I know. My favorite is Wonder Woman's uh, confessional because she talks about her having a bad dream at night. Um, oh yeah! And, uh, she went to go tell her mother about it, but her mother was had just been stabbed uh, with an arrow, and they were trying to remove it, and there was like blood everywhere. And she internalizes it that um, you just have to be. Sometimes your pain is not as much as somebody else. Yeah, you have to but, be quiet. But, yeah. Um, but still, I think there are. Uh, she she tells she talking to Sanctuary. She says, "So you understand? I appreciate your your work. This help you give, but still, I think that there are others suffering more, and I would prefer to bite my lip." And that's me. that's 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 one another I relatable. I go through one. my yeah. stuff, and I would just be like, "Yeah, but this, somebody's this, starving right now. Right. At least I had what, something. Why to am eat I or... mad about this, or why am I sad about this? It's not going to end the world when people are literally. You know what? You know what? That's a problem. That's a problem that, that that we put on ourselves that we should really stop doing. I get it. Yes, there's starving kids somewhere. Yes, I get it. If you woke up in a bed today and you took a shower today and you was able to have three square meals, you shouldn't complain about the little things. But that doesn't mean that things that hit you aren't – you're not allowed to feel that way. And they're not real. Like they're not they, – they, your experiences are yeah. not real. Just, okay, I, I have a house. I, I have three square meals and I have a shower. But what did I do to get that? How? What sacrifices did I make? What What things did I lose – to get where I am, it, yeah. it's it's the father, the overbearing father that works too much, and he's never there for his kids' uh, dance recital or, or little league game. We've seen it in movies so many times. The dad that picks up the phone while they, while they're at family dinner, you know, like we've all been there or we've all sat through it. Yeah, and it's real. And sometimes you just have to just man up and say, you know what, I am feeling hurt, 
I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling lost. If, even if you're not the most confrontational person, I'm not the most confrontational person. I found that most humans in their day-to-day life, if you're just going to the store to get to get a, uh, a gallon of milk, you're not going to want to – you're not expecting to have a fight with somebody. So if somebody's in the store going crazy and they come at you, you're going to back down because it's like, hey, guy, I just wanted milk. Right. Most people are not confrontational people. So if you can find a way to – Voice your own inner concerns without seeming confrontational. Don't fear the repercussions of being honest about your feelings. Exactly. Because that's the, oh, that they're your feelings. They're not going to go away. And the best you can do is just is talk about it at the end of the them. day. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're going to end up blowing up in a speed force bomb and then having to frame yourself for, or frame two other people for all the dead bodies. Yes. And we don't want you exploding please in a speed don't. force bomb and then having to snap your own neck five days later. Yes, please don't. We act, we're asking nicely. Please don't. Um, Boosters was really good, too, his confessional. Where he's like, uh, can't see very well. I got me a smudge from alternate Batman. See, that, I didn't himself. understand that that much. That's what this I is. Now, now listen to, to me. it. Yeah. Now, from what I've explained, listen to it now. Uh, can't see very well. I got me a smudge from all-time Batman killing himself in front of me because of something I did. It was a whole thing. Anyway, don't panic. The smudge is not real. No one sees it but me. And even I don't, like, see it. But, like, I sort of see it. All right, look. I know it's not there. The glass is beautifully clear. It's perfect. Or now I'm making it perfect. I keep making it perfect. It's stupid. When I put them on, even though I'm 100% sure nothing's there, I'm telling you I'm positive, okay? But there is. There's something wrong. It's not clear. You can't see through it like you need to. There's blood in the way. And so that's just him trying to to deal with his mental status where he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm perfect. But there's something there. But no, 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 I'm fine. I'm good. I'm as good as I'm going to be. No, it's something there. And so you just get stuck on that. And um, yeah, it was not. I, I really like that. And, and I like Batgirls, which is very silent. It's literally just her turning and showing you the entry and exit wound of the her getting shot by the Joker and being paralyzed. She I also straight. did like it's the right Black Canary, the like, oh, uh, fuck, it. fuck it, and she just walks <laughs> yeah. away. Because sometimes it, it that so, I've been there. Yeah, I've been there where it's just like I'm about to say something. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna give Superman the benefit. I'm gonna I'm gonna read his speech here because I think think it's the best part of this is, this no, issue. Please, so please, please do. Good. I think if you leave with anything, you should leave with these words. Um, now it's being now that now that being said, we would like to address the concerns some have expressed with regards to the function of this facility. A place we call Sanctuary, and why we kept it out of the public's eye. Sanctuary is a place of respite. A place where those who live their lives ensconced in violence may seek and find a moment's peace. Where those who have absorbed the lasting blows of that life of violence may seek and find a moment to heal. The question then arises naturally, and I love all this. If we need peace, if we need to heal, if we need anything, does that mean we are broken? Which is, I mean... That's 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 one hundred percent true. It's it's the once like you said with Knowing the military that you thing. Need once, help, yeah. once there is no more war to fight, who are you outside of that fought war? And knowing that you don't know that answer, does that make you broken? No, it a actually makes lost, you a little bit more fixed lo- than it. Than, you know, than, it yeah. makes you it makes you seemingly lost. Yeah, maybe not so much as lost as in okay, I can't really read the map. Maybe it's upside down. Maybe it's to the right. You know, like you're there. Maybe it's the Marauders map. Oh, you Lord, maybe you. it's the compass from uh, Jack Sparrow. There you go. Maybe it's Jack Sparrow's you compass. That's what you want. I feel you. I'd hate to have that compass. <laughs> but he asks us, are we somehow polluted? Are we somehow, because of what we have done, are we somehow now forever unworthy of your trust? If we acknowledge that those who f- uh, fight are also vulnerable and sometimes afraid, does that mean that you, 
who may not have fought are now vulnerable? Does that mean that you, of all of you, should be always afraid? We, I understand this dilemma, this fear, your fear. I hope today that I might clarify it. That you've accepted me an alien as your friend is the greatest joy of, in my life. Which is kind of sweet for him to say. No, because it's, it, it's true. Like, I know you like to, to live in a world that you believe that if Superman was, a, was real, that we would accept him. I think it would be half and half, but I feel like certain de- certain modern depictions depicted as all bleak. But I do think it would be half and half. So sometimes I do need to be reminded that he is grateful for us caring about because him. Because I don't, I don't think everybody would accept him, especially in positions of, of military power. Yeah. In positions of those kinds of powers, I don't think they would trust somebody like Superman who can literally take a nuclear blast to the face and then clap his hands and move mountains. And he has to deal with that fear and still do his job. He, and whatever yeah, trauma yeah, that comes with. Can you imagine yeah. having to, to literally, literally, like, touch you, a person because you're going to, like, take their shoulder out yeah. but still save the day so that people don't get killed. But, but And yeah. those people hate you because they think you're scary and then you're going to do something else. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, rough. It, 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 it is a very conflicting world to live in. It's like, I, listen, guys, I'm trying my best and you still hate me. I, mm-hmm. I feel him so much. Um, he says, I have tried to continue to earn that friendship every day, every second. I have endured. I have endeavored to be worthy of that highest honor. The label some have kindly, very kindly given me, that of a hero. And I have seen time and again, my colleagues, my super friends, these true heroes, bearing the same marvelous burden, engaged in this same endless struggle. I have watched persons from every country, every background, rise with power to battle the worst evils, to shout in the face of ignorance and defeat that there shall that there shall be another day of dignity for our world. There shall be another day of honor for our people. Battling through unimaginable torment, they have taken their place along the barrier that divides us from chaos and death. They have stared into the certainty of annihilation. And they have smiled, and they have laughed, and they have said simply, calmly, confidently. This is my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. Though you break my body, I will stand. Though you silence my voice, I will speak. Though you bring my death, I will live. This is my home. It is in my care. And though you seek its destruction, I am here. And today, today by God, it will not fall. What you must know, what I know, uh, what I most want you to understand. What you have to understand is that they do this in full knowledge of the pain they will incur. This reminds me of soldiers. I can only, I, I, as you read this, the only person's voice in my head that I have is Henry Cavill yeah. in that Superman. So I don't know why, but that's my Superman. In a I'm actually thinking of the one, the Superman that uh, from the animated series when he does a whole like speech about like now I get to un- unleash, oh, let loose. That yeah. that was the very first time that I actually said, you know what? Maybe I need to give Superman a, se- a, a second look. Because I always thought that he, I just always felt felt that he was boring. But to have that, even an inkling of he has that uncertainty in his head that at a drop of a moment, things can go truly bad because I'm the strongest person in this room. Yeah. That shit, it it hits me like, wow. That gives, it gives death to an otherwise boring character. I can see that. I can definitely see that. And I, but like I said, I can see his squinty ass giving that speech over there. Uh, buh, 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 buh. That was the Superman this, with the blue suit. The scars they will collect, the nightmares, the nightmares they will forever endure. So yes, sanctuary exists. It exists to help these heroes recover from the pain, to help them recognize themselves under these scars, to help them wake from these nightmares. But its existence, it should not scare you. On the contrary, it should comfort you. This suffering, this need for healing, it is not the mark of a madman. It is the wound of a warrior. It is a sign. 
a sign of their love of truth, their hunger for justice, and their fight for the American way. Beautifully said, especially that last part about, um, you know, uh, the that that mental health is not the mark of a man, man. It's the wound of a warrior. It means you've been through something. One hundred percent. And it's true. It's like, why are you fearing superheroes getting help when you really should be more feel secure that these superheroes are not going to turn on you? Yeah. That's what I look at it as. I look at it as these superheroes that are getting therapy. It's it's to stop themselves from becoming easy, Wally. But it's easy to see what they're talking about because all you would have to do is say, um, we we find that. 80% of NYPD is currently dealing with mental stress. You'd be like, they're all unfit. Right? You'd be like, why are they out there on the streets? And that's what it is. It's but like, yeah, and then the admittance that's what of we have that to look at the, it. Yeah, the stigma, they, they weren't man. unfit when they got the job. They've been on the street for 10 years. How do you think that they became unfit? That's the issue. We don't look at, at the cause and the effect. We don't look at how to solve it. Um, and then we just group people up. We just say, I remember being very emotional when I found that I was diagnosed with PTSD because I didn't want to get lumped in with this everybody. I didn't want people to be tiptoeing around me. I didn't want the the stigma that comes with it. I wanted to be a person first. And when you label somebody, especially when you label them due to uh, a disorder they have dealing with mental health, that's all they become. They become the schizophrenic person. They become the bipolar 100%. person. They become. They stop being the a real person and literally just become their disorder. What it is is it's it's the title that you were diagnosed with that gives everybody the excuse of why you're acting that way. I, since the age of sixteen years old, have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. Mm-hmm. That's what I have. That's what I've always been treated for. What I talk about. It's my bipolar disorder and my depression. Now, for anybody that doesn't understand or know, it's, no bipolar disorder is not one minute. I'm happy the next minute I'm I'm a rage of emotions. No, sometimes I cry. Sometimes I'm just sad. That's what it is. Is You don't have a handle on your emotions. So any time in my family I I had a, what you would refer to as an episode, it would yeah. just be, oh, it's his bipolar. Oh, it's his depression. Oh, it's his this. Oh, it's his that. Yeah. And it's not. There's it's more, not. There's more there, to it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is that. But it's not just that. It that that it's more of a catalyst than it is the cause. It, it it's just the flint that sparks the fire. It's not the fire that comes. I like that. Thank you. It came off the top of the head. It just <laughs> like rolled that. beautifully. Like um, the last thing that I really like is Linda West as an anchor. Like he kept talking about, like I need to talk to my wife, whatever. I believe that. I believe if you have no, somebody in your life that yeah. you can talk to, if you have somebody in your life that gets you, if you have somebody in your life that has a couch or a, sh- or a shoulder to cry on. That you don't know how many lives that saved. You don't know how many people who's gotten their life turned around just by saying, instead of me acting irrationally in this moment, let me just talk to somebody who cares about well, me. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. DC really has a very good track record of having heroes have a crutch to lean on. Yeah. Batman has Alfred. Like, Which Superman is, has that's Lois. why people don't understand why Wally would fake his death. He wouldn't do something like that. No. frame other people. He has a support system. Now... Thinking about it harder and trying to poke more holes in my anger for this book. Well, yeah, sometimes you uh, have to like look yeah. at the the other side of things. I can see it that he didn't feel like he could talk to Wally because I mean Barry because Barry uh, gave him a whole speech about why he can't break the Speed Force and get his family. So he's like that that guy's the cop basically. You know what I'm saying? Like he's only going to think about what's right as opposed to what's right for me. And uh, so maybe he didn't feel like he could talk to Barry, but he literally Dicker boys. Him and Dicker boys. He could have talked to anybody. The problem was is he was looking. For, he he didn't want to hear an objective opinion. Yes. He did not want to hear, uh, like, 
you can't do this. You have to do this. He wanted to hear what he wanted to hear and not being able to hear and, and thinking that no matter who he turned to, he was not going to hear what he wanted to hear. No one understands me. No one can, can get yeah. me. It's the 16-year-old that says, shut up, mom. I'll clean my room later. God. And slams the door. Yeah. Like it was for someone that's supposed to be an adult. He was very, very teenage. This a lot of what Wally did reminds me of what I did when I was sixteen, and that's not what you do when you when you're an established in your what thirties. Yes, you're married with two kids. You, you can't do this, and you can't write somebody to do that. Any other character, hell, now that we're in the now that we are past it, and we ha- we're in spoiler territory. Why couldn't you have? Oh, you know what? Wait, no, I think it's in your notes that we're going to talk about oh, we'll, how you could fix it. Yeah, I think we're. Yeah. Oh, we, we, first, we got about to get into what, our what, dislikes. What you would change? What you would change? Yeah, the first dis- getting uh, dislike. I did not like the flow of the story. I felt like the the I felt like the um, dialogue was a little choppy. Even reading Booster Goals right now is like it's hard to read because people don't talk that way. They read that way. They don't talk that way. That um, you know, that's just my problem with all forms of, of sort of entertainment. Dialogue. Watching movies, watching TV, even reading mystery novels. It's like people don't talk like this. Yeah. No one says this certain amount of exposition. No and one. Nothing takes you out for, faster than that. Than than like I don't understand. Especially when it's well, especially when when you're trying to write conflict between two characters in the most unrealistic way. Like any other person in real life would talk about these issues before it gets to the you don't understand me, you'll never understand me portion of the conflict. Yeah. So most of these romance hey, movie, most of these romance comedy movies that have that girl the girls that the girl says you'll never understand how I feel even though the audience have seen from from the other perspective the male character knows what she feels. No one is going to talk this way where where the guys just going to shut up and let the person berate them. Yeah, and then they walk away, and now it's a whole thirty-minute montage before you seemingly know they're gonna get back together again at the end of the movie. Like, no, once you see that no one talks this way, yeah, it pulls you out. Yeah, tropes, completely. Tropes gonna be tropes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on the pacing. I agree with you. Didn't with need that. to be nine issues, as I explained to you when I did the summary. I, how, did you feel I left anything out? No. There's two issues that I literally said two sentences about, and I have not left out any big. Nothing. It's all there. Everything's there. No, no, you're right. It didn't. It's, it's, I, that's this is my as a whole problem with comic books and why I, it's hard to get into comic books as like uh, like like following it completely yeah. as opposed to getting these small little stories to read and then just talk about with you. It's they are so many issues. I want to get into Tom King's Batman, but there's 85 issues. Yeah, I, I'm not looking to read a hundred issues of of a certain. You gotta be ready to go on a journey, man. Unless you unless you're gonna do like you could you could tackle short strips and stuff, storylines and stuff until you're comfortable. No, it, it, with issue. Maybe it's because I'm so like concerned with I don't want to have to read 15 issues of street filler, and I don't it, it, know usually, if it's, it's like usually that. Not. It's usually not. It's usually. Because you said it takes forty issues to get to Batman's wedding. Now I understand but, no, that but, it takes. But that. the thing would... is, but another thing is, is the wedding isn't set up in the first issue. It'd be the long lines of me saying it takes five seasons for Walter White to become a drug kingpin. But it's not okay, like you okay. waited five seasons. Oh, okay. You, just, you're seeing the you're progression. The, yeah, you're, you're on, on the, road the road to it. To it. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's what comic is. haven't seen Breaking Bad. <laughs> and if you haven't, then something's wrong with you. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Leftovers, Breaking Bad, these are our recommendations for the week, people. You know? Uh, I feel like it's less of a DC Universe story than a Wally West story. And I think the only reason why people thought it was a DC Universe story was because of the Crisis title. Call it anything else. And it's it's done. Dude, and they're getting ready to do a, a Wally his own comic where he deals with the fallout I of think, all this. I uh, think 100% it should have just been called The Sanctuary Files. 
Yeah. Or 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 the House of Sanctuary or something something yeah. along the lines of that. Yeah. Because for some reason, heroes. You're right. At the besides agreeing with you with the fact that he, crisis does sound like a world changing event, but it just also sounds like when you throw crisis into it, there's gonna be consequences. Yes. But what were the consequences? And they killed like just B and C. Arsenal, man. With the, like, come on, man. It's Ali's boy. Like, no one's really. What's going on with that, man? Like, ah. Anyway. Um. I disliked the character, like whose character were doing what. So I totally disliked that. Now let's get let's talk about Wally, man. I don't like Wally as an out of control murderer. I don't like PTSD and mental health being used as a time bomb. People who are dealing with mental health issues are not time bombs. They're not people that are just gonna sit there and stew until they flip out and, and explode. The problem is, is that's what the media portrays. For this, this last is supposed year. to be the this what is it? you're supposed to be the chosen one. Like, oh, you're supposed to, to yes, you're supposed to, 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 to destroy the evil, not join them. Yes, you're supposed like, to bring balance to the mental health, not leave it in yes, Wally. That's what I'm saying. This was supposed to clear clarify that for everybody else, but instead no, he literally becomes a time bomb. For the last year, all you've seen with these shootouts that happened in the Vegas hotel or at at the nightclub in Florida or even the school shootings that's been going on. What is it with that? Everyone was on the news had a problem with. Mental health. They were all mental. You could write it all away. You could write it off. Up. Oh, they had mental. They had mental problems. health. They had mental health. They had mental health. Mental health issues. Blah blah blah. It, it. You say it enough times, and the word starts losing its meaning. It's the boy who cried crazy. Yes. And um, that's the problem. And so I, 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 I don't like that. I, I, I feel like um. It's actually statistical that people with mental health issues are more likely to become targets of violent acts and not assailants themselves. Um, but yeah, Wally as a, as a psychopath just kills people all willy nilly. Um, and not just kills them. It's, it, what was it? It was the time, it was the, the speed force time bomb that killed them. It was the speed force time bomb that, that killed them. Yeah. But it, but it, it wasn't when you saw how the deaths looked, he set all those Yeah. He had to put the bodies like where they, like I said, it's serial killer level stuff. And and all of that got me upset, right? All of like the the, the health, mental health of the time bomb, and all the, uh, how he set up the bodies, distinctly the the teeth and the throat because I have forgotten about it. It's only an issue two; they don't bring it up anymore after oh, issue two. Off, so by the time I get to you issue were really seven, mad at that. By the yeah. time I get to issue nine, it's been at least like six months, so I don't remember that there was freaking teeth and why why they got on. So reading it together for this podcast, I was like, what the hell? Um, but one step further, one step that really cranked up the old heat and, and you know boiled my blood it's not only is mental health being viewed in this way as a time bomb or ptsd as a time bomb and wally set all this up he then manipulated people with mental health issues harley and booster have serious mental health issues and he manipulated Stop two people with issues issues of, of being kidnapped or under and so abused. much control and ab- of abuse and yes. so you take you turn them on each other to buy you time to get you the ending that you want, that's selfish, that's ridiculous. And again, somebody who's pragmatic, why? It's... Somebody who's pragmatic would just say, "Well, that happens. I, I don't need it to happen here, bro. I'm sorry. I understand realism. I understand that things happen. I'm pretty sure there's somebody out there making love to a goat. I don't need it in my comics. You know, I, I'm gonna, I'll go half pragmatic. I'm, I'll play devil's advocate. I understand that this kind of subject and this kind of uh, of like character progression or, or degression, as it is, as it is is real and need to be seen sometimes but not when it's these characters because now you're like putting the salt in the wound and i i i didn't even think about it till you brought it up now that yes he he, wally's basically manipulating two people with ptsd and (laughs) mental health issues 
to further his own plot of getting away with 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 murder. Because because he doesn't want to be he doesn't want everyone to find out right there in this instance, and so in the interim time, he is willing to have both of these people, not only, uh, not only think that the other person committed the murder, but be treated individually as if they committed the murder. Booster is taken in by the Justice League and and are repeatedly interrogated. You know, Harley uh, stabs him multiple times because she thinks that he did this. All those stab wounds, all of the things that happened to Booster go from issue one to nine here is Wally's fault. Same thing with Harley. What the hell is going on here with that? And you would think that in, in continuity to Booster's mind, the last time I tried doing something good, I got locked up in a bat cave for however long he was there being tortured and chained. And now I'm trying to be able to move past from being tortured and chained by Batman to being yeah. being framed for murder and killed by a, a bad guy or almost trying to be killed by a bad guy of all people like how much you can only bend and break the human psyche till yeah it it, it snaps like glass i've seen it with abed i've seen i've seen things happen uh i also didn't like what i'm calling the duus ex wakina which is uh duo the duus ex wakina i love you, because that's time a, travel that's china <laughs> china china time travel as a trope, is getting. It, I'm just over it. I'm over them using time travel to fix well, everything. I'm, that's why I'm glad like Dan Harmon doesn't it. use time travel it. because he says when you use time travel, it just starts raising more questions than than you can answer. And when you can't answer every question, people are going to start looking like, well, now you're not as good as you that I thought you were. It's like, so yeah, time travel can be used to fix any situation, but then it can also be used to raise questions of creating more situations. It's the Back to the Future. Okay. You can't say that anything, any one thing can create a flashpoint, but then yada, yada, a bunch of clone bodies and that everything's all good. You know, I, I, it's, it's a lot. Um, what they should have done is they should have taken, what it should have been is, all right, I get that Wally was supposed to be that hope and someone who has that hope is going to freak out or, or however you want to simplify it. But of the PTSD freaking out concept part of it, when you're trying to get help and seeing that nobody is as crazy as you. Should have been Harley. and Should have been Harley. I agree. And I also think that Sanctuary should have something in place for when somebody flips out at Sanctuary. These are super-powered people. They could do literally anything. Some of the people in their stead, Solstice just burst into flames. And so I, I, you know, at the slightest provocation, why are there not bigger things at, at hand here? Why are there not? Because this I, is not my Batman. Batman has <laughs> contingency plans for everything. But he doesn't have contingency plans for this? There's there's no video cameras in 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 sanctuary. It's a, it's there's a, no monitorization. Anonymity, B, B, they did it on anonymity. You wear a mask. People don't know who but you, you are. You can't be fully anonymous. You can't. I I understand that you yourself want to feel that way, but when you're in a position like this, full anonymity is not part of life. Is about accountability in general, right? Like, shouldn't you want to be a little bit accountable? It's just the fact that if you have a kryptonite bullet in your in your bat belt. <laughs> you're in your stupid little bat belt right but you don't have a contingency plan in case someone who's was looked at as a hero snaps to be a villain that's why justice league doom happened yes yeah like come on guys it's, it's all right there it's like what the hell it's literally it was literally why batman has that kryptonite bullet in the first place to ignore why he has that kryptonite bullet is to ignore who batman is who 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 these classic stories were written for. Like, oh, you know, 
I thought I liked I, this. I, I, this is what I, happens when like I come I said, here. I think I like something, and then you just help me I realize don't, I, I don't. I don't. I, I hope to have not made this worse. But like I said, I think characterizations were all off. Batman's characterizations were off. I liked, off. I liked Hellboy, and I liked Dark Phoenix before I had a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our, our listeners will tell you that's probably another thing you might want to get checked out. But... um. Yeah, I didn't like Harley's characterization in this. I felt like she was wasted considering her background in all of this. I she was too annoying. Like, she was just there making noise. No, she just rhymes all book until you find out I just rhyme because I don't know what else to say. She's never done this before. So why? Only in this so story. So why talk at Ridic- all? Like, she oh says my- she needs banter. Oh, you, um, oh, that, oh yeah. Isn't that what, like, superheroes and villains do? They, 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 the villains banter and stuff? Like, okay, too so, cutesy. It's all too no, cutesy. No, but I, I get that you, that you probably got it from Joker. But Joker didn't say hickory dickory doc. I hit the bat with a clock. That's all she did the whole book. I was getting so upset because I forgot that she did that. Well, there she... was literally like four or five pages where she's like, hick, where she kept saying hickory dickory doc, rhyming it with, with, with one of the heroes Something she was fighting. Else, yeah. It was when she was fighting the Trinity. She did one for the Trinity. She did one for Booster. She did one for Batgirl. She did a bunch. She did one for Skeets. Uh, yeah, it happens a lot. Um, yeah, a lot of characterizations were just off, but I would just attribute that to probably him having this story written before he could put two people in it, and then it having to be mutilated to fit well, those I purposes. He, I think he probably did then, mean the characters that are in it. I think he meant for the characters to be in it that were in it. It's just not their roles. But like, if, you're, if you're not writing them to the best of their ability, why even put them in? You don't dun, need them. Dun, dun. Oh, there you go, there's, right? the, there's the there's the million dollar, dollar question, question, Georgie Porgy. There's the million dollar question. You're Why right? are we making these stories if we're not passionate about making these stories? So let's make it better. What would you change? Well, like I said, I would change the Harley Quinn stuff. I would make the Harley Quinn the one who has the flip out. Now, instead of it making a murder mystery who done it framing people, just have Harley Quinn on the run. And the reason, and every time you go back to her, it's her talking to herself. They're not going to understand. I don't even understand. I don't know why. I've, I have... I've done one bad thing too many. Yeah, like they're uh, not they're not going to get know, that it was just a, a mistake because I've done too many mistakes. That guy reminded me of Mr. J, and I just had to him hitting that woman. I had to deal with that. Yeah. Now, if because... you're going to have a booster and fighting Harley over a, of a who done it, have booster be the one who did show up at. At Sanctuary, while all of this was going down with Harley, but also because you have Booster with that, where he came from, with the whole Batman Batcave thing, make him untrustworthy. Make him like he he's still a little, you know, crazy on the edge. We don't know if we can truly trust his word. Yeah. Do it like that. Do it Booster on, Booster and Beetle on the road to find Harley while everyone thinks it's Booster that did it. Like, just through, through we think alone, because obviously there's no closed, closed caption like or closed circuit cameras. Yeah. So just make it that Justice League thinks it's Booster and they're finding Booster while Booster's trying to clear his name by finding Harley. Yeah. You don't make Wally this beacon of hope. You don't put all this responsibility on Wally and you don't glorify <laughs> mental health like 13's reasons why glorified suicide. You just don't do um, it. I, so, yeah. I think, uh, again, Superman is somebody that should be used for this. I think Superman being the hope. If you don't want to put it all on Wally, put it all on Soup. How is Have it you had a hope? panel of, of of the Flash going every... He was literally... What was it? He was running... Oh, he he's not in Detroit. He's not in China. He's not here. He's not there. You, uh, you're telling me that he you went... With your Speed Force, I can believe that you went to every single play, place. But you didn't find him? Yeah. How? How is it, it you unturned every Batgirl single... and Harley found him. <laughs> And they didn't. Even, <laughs> and, and they had no reason to even be there. All four of them were literally in the background while Wally was talking to I Wally. Even, I don't even know what Batgirl's. Uh, I think Harley just went to her or something. I don't know what Batgirl's thing is in all this. Like, why she? No, because she found she found Harley. 
that girl found Harley because she was like, how many? She was like, how how long did you think it was gonna take for us to look through all the Joker's hideouts and eventually find you? And then she goes to hit her, and there's that weird artful thing where their hands are like fighting, but then they're hugging and some kind of weird stuff like that. But it's ridiculous. Girl Superman power. Needs, Superman needs to be Girl the main power. character. Superman needs to be the main character. Um, you have a villain out sanctuary. You have somebody like Lex Luthor or somebody crazy be like, so they have the a hospital. Page. They have a hospital and they're all crazy in there. And all you need is for one bad incident and they're all going to flip out and kill you all. And have Superman give this same speech. Sanctuary deserves to be there because our people deserve help. How dare you even think of disrespecting the people who are in their predicament because they've done nothing but put their lives on the line for you guys. And guess what? I'm also suffering from things. Sanctuary was initially created just for me. And I've opened it up for everyone. But yeah, in case you were wondering, I'm dealing with this stuff on a level two. And you're like, wow, Superman's admitting he he deals with mental health. And you deal with it. Maybe Batman's like, you know, maybe Batman's against it until he gets to the end. You know? Maybe Batman's the pragmatic what if therapy ever solved? No, you guys go 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 ahead and go along, yada yada yada. And then the issue ends with him sitting down and being like, "So how do we do this?" And then it ends, and you're like, "Wow!" Like there's so many more hopeful ways no, to end so this. Many ways Leading to go away, Wally West in cuffs after the murder of countless people, and he tried to go commit suicide. That ain't it, B. That ain't it, Chief. No, you 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 are one hundred percent. At least we're on the same page where it should be. A villain who freaks out because I've. But then people would say that oh, it's but not you, everything but you, but so you know, black and white. Yeah, but you Villain's know what? Bad heroes, good. Some, but sometimes when tackling certain uh, touchy subjects that are real life subjects, you can't have someone who's always been seen as completely good to have this freak. How would you feel if it was Superman that was the that that did the Wally West thing? How would you feel if Superman was the one that killed everybody and then framed I people? I probably would have stopped reading, <laughs> tell you the truth, like stop reading DC Comics for a minute because I, I get I get very oh, angry. And then how would you feel if it was somebody like 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 um Harvey Dent, who is known to have played both good guy and bad guy dualities, be the one who freaks out because he can't? I thought Harvey Dent. I thought Harvey Dent would be a perfect person. But to do see, with, to deal with this, it's man. not that the it's not that yes, everything is black and white. Sometimes it has to be black and white. Or people have put themselves in positions to be prime characters to do these actions. Like, like and you don't have to push normal characters to be there. There are characters that are already there. And you Use can, them. And you cannot. There's no way you can piss off both sides of the spectrum when it when you have a the villain that's trying to change and be good. But also have his one mistake and, and his duality to... is messing with him. Harvey's saying that... that therapy works. Too Fast says they're just keeping you here because they don't want to put you in prison. God damn it! There's thank no, you. There's not. There's no. There's no end to this. Thank they will never you. cure you. They will never That's cure you. So perfect. this is why you're here. It's literally Harvey Dent trying to convince me this is gonna work. This is gonna work. Oh yeah. Then flip a coin and see if you want to stay here. Yeah. See, you're gonna flip the coin to see if you want to stay here. They just want to. It's an endless cycle here. You know, it would have been perfect then. because, because yes, you can you can play to the side that a villain wants to be a hero or a villain wants to do better, but also he's still that villain. And then Batman would lock that guy up, not kill him, lock him up, be like, "I, I hope you get better, Harvey." I don't, and then I you're back, can't, back on point. I can't buy someone that is that is a well established, all around good hero, one day flipping out. Not when you've never even led one piece of breadcrumb to that hero psyche. But they're trying if to I, say that they did. They're trying to say that because not, of everything that happened with the Speed Force. I don't even else. need to read the comics to know that they that they left no breadcrumbs to these people's psyches. That's what I'm saying. As somebody who's a new reader, it's interesting that you have that 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 
mentality or that that outlook on it because they were supposed to feed you. I was fed. I ate prior. I was supposed to bring that food with me. You had no food. You're supposed to just eat Heroes in Crisis and be full off of it. But you're saying you're still missing. Because I'm you know, still. I'm food. what I'm missing is the character development pre crisis. I want to know everyone's story before I get to Sanctuary. So if I'm just getting to Sanctuary and now I'm supposed to be led to believe that Batman feels this way or Wonder Woman feels this way or this person feels this way and that person feels this way. It's like, but I've, from my own knowledge, I've never had any inkling that this is how they ever felt. And, and I know I've always asked it myself, like, please, let's have a writing where I see these people feel real human life emotions. Yeah. But now that I'm getting it, I'm getting it with the wrong characters. And it's like, I can never truly be happy. Yeah. And then they shortcutted any, any semblance of, of like, Redemption, like no one, no one that we saw the confessionals of got over what they were getting the, over. The best we never that found I that was was a uh, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Har- Harley, and I and, and Poison Ivy. Yeah, w- when I ate those foods up, all that meat and potatoes, I would I needed more. My belly was right. Everything but else like said, just had they, a sour taste to it. But mouth. there was such a depth they could have went through with this subject matter that it's just weird that they didn't. Um, uh, so Newsarama says, I recognize that even nine issues is a limited amount of space to explore complicated issues in a comic book, but Heroes in Crisis ends on such a profoundly unsatisfying a hollow note that it makes the rest of the series feel pointless and retrospect as well. Bleeding Cool says, for all of his style and snippeting, Heroes in Crisis is an overall narrative failure. Not as much as I as say identity crisis, which we'll talk about, but the comic seems to concentrate its storytelling on that which should have been mattered least. It threw away a fascinating concept that could have been explored in depth, reducing it to a trope about the dangers of mental of the mentally diverse, and ending up with with great power there must come great responsibility, which came right out of your mouth. There. Hold on, you, you you are not just gonna because I know you're doing little like uh, snippets of these reviews, but we are not gonna gloss over the fact that this person right at Bleeding Cool said instead we get a very special episode of Saturday Morning Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's what it said. Uh, yeah, people people were not happy, man. They were not happy with what this book was trying to tell you about mental health. They were not happy about what happened with Wally because of it. And it's sad because when Tom King is dealing with a character that I guess doesn't have too rich of a history, he when he can write whatever he wants to, it comes out well, like the vision, but and like Mister Miracle. But with characters that you know, it just feels like somebody else's voice in the, in their in their heads, and it just doesn't feel that's, right. That's one hundred percent. I know. It, I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be a broken record for this. But it's it's it goes back to the fact that I love this story. I love the writing, the dialogue, and and what's going down. But these are not the right characters for it, from my knowledge. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a comic book reader that that's even more, you know, well versed than than you or Yogi that can tell us, hey, listen, there's actually here's a couple of panels that tell you that this person feels this way, or that person is this way. But as far as my knowledge goes, none of these heroes ever ha- showed one little ounce of being this way. No, but. At least I guess they dipped a toe in it, which allowed us to talk about it. And that's what's important, that we talking about it. We're talking about mental health and stuff like that. And, and some of the other stories that we're going to oh, be I'm reading. I'm glad our first hour of this podcast was very... It, it didn't even feel like a comic book podcast. It felt more real. It felt, <laughs> yeah, it like, felt like therapy. Re- <laughs> yeah, it felt like a nice, yeah. like, you know, real thing to talk about. And sometimes that's what we need to do as a, as a, as a community is just talk. But, and listen. But talk with, and listen. But yeah. with communication also on the left hand comes understanding. Yes. You can communicate all day. If you don't have a level of understanding, then what you're talking for? And once you pass communication, once you pass level of understanding, it comes to action. Putting a plan and coming to action. That's one of the things that's created this podcast in general. 
And maybe if you like this podcast, you should put a plan into action to listen to all the rest of the episodes. We have over 80 episodes on deck covering movies, TV, books, uh, news. Next week, we'll be covering all things San Diego Comic-Con. So we are trying to put our finger on the pulse of all things comic books. And we're hoping that you guys come along for the ride. If you're listening to this, which you are, thank you so much for getting this far. And uh, Guys, we love you, all of you. Yes. We appreciate it. Like, you know, like George likes to send us our... Uh... Our weekly or monthly um, analytics, uh, analytics of, of the podcast. So every time I see, like, I think it was what seventy eight new listens in like three days. Yeah, man, people the, have been the, really. The number on. of the listens that we get in in the last three days is the one that I like to look for the most because yeah. it's like, holy crap! Look how many people in <laughs> in seventy two hours. Yeah. Look how many people just joined us. Yeah, definitely. Almost a hundred people in seventy two hours. That's that adds up in a week. That's almost half of a thousand. Yeah, yeah. By next month, we'll be at four. That's it. And it grows and grows, and you guys are, oh. Yeah, but you guys have to help us grow, and that's by finding us wherever podcasts are found, like Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, uh, Google Play Podcast, I believe, Apple, iTunes Podcast. Everybody got a podcast, and we're on it all, even on YouTube. If you uh, don't want to download a new podcast app, literally just search yeah, Major you, Issues Let's podcast. say you guys have YouTube Red. If you guys have YouTube Red, that's even that's even better. Because no matter Stitcher, what, we're on that. We have Spotify. We're on and that. And we're on SoundCloud now too. SoundCloud. We are everywhere. Look, podcasts even, are found. Listen, guys, if you don't want to buy the th- buy anything, you can get us for free on SoundCloud. Look that's at that. it. We're literally wherever, and we don't charge you guys. We don't. No, we we do we do this. Yes, a passion. Yes, trying to make this something that can maybe in turn become like sort of a careerish. Yeah, but as far as the, our first few years are going, this is all just surreal to me. At least, yeah, I, I mean, this is I fun. I can't speak I'm just... for you, but for me, this is this is just fun, man. This I is... created this as a way to 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 converse or converse, sorry, to converse about all these things, these comic book things, and yeah, the, the I bigger just ideas. This year, that conversation's not actually a real word. Yeah, it's not. It's converse. Jesus Christ, that's what we grow. We're growing, man. We're I growing. always grew up knowing that conversate was a word. <laughs> Well, if you guys want to let us know whether or not conversate is a word, you can reach us all across all social media by hitting up comic book click at facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or using the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Don't forget we're at Major Issue CBC on the Twitter machine where we post news, episodes, and all that kind of stuff. Definitely memes. We're we're chalking up the memes. We're breaking the Spider-Man Far From Home uh Spoiler ban. So now we are going to be doing a bunch of spoilerific memes in regards to that. So that's going to be really, really cool. Follow Night us across monkey, all- baby. Yes. Follow us across all social media. Buy our merchandise at Public, As you heard in the beginning of this podcast, all those links are uh, in the show notes. Do us a favor and like, share, subscribe. But really, 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 if you want to do us a real big favor, review us, man. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and get you guys the content that you guys deserve. So let us know what you like, what you didn't like. And you could always send absolutely anything to us at comicbookclick at gmail.com. You'll see it as the email comicbookclick link in the show notes. Woo! I'm glad that I did this podcast. I'm glad that you were here to do this podcast with me, Dan, the comic book man i love doing these podcasts just the fact that i could just tell people yeah i'm in a podcast i co-host a podcast that stuff is just awesome and to be able to talk about this specific subject not even just the comic book alone but the the specific subject of mental health and, and mental health awareness and some getting the help that you need and calling whatever hotline you can or talking to therapy it as somebody that is working on his own mental health and trying to be a better person and not blow up in a time bomb <laughs> yeah 
this is I'm glad that I got a chance to talk about this. We probably didn't cover every, absolutely everything. We covered as much as we can. Uh, closing in uh, on two and a half hours. But if you guys have anything you guys want to talk about, honestly, especially if it's mental health stuff, we are here. Like I said, the email is in the uh, show notes. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I am Dan, the comic book man. And this has been our Heroes in Crisis recap and review. And remember, whether or not you are experiencing any kind of trauma, uh, whether or not you can't deal uh, with what you're dealing with with mental health, whether or not you feel alone, Remember, you are worthy of love, happiness, and fulfillment. You have the power within yourself to create the life you want. Forgive yourself, be true to yourself, and remember there's only one life, so give yourself the best one you can. Learn, grow, evolve with each obstacle, and remember to love yourself and each other always. And you, yes you, are worthy. Mm -hmm.